0: Moon out with nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moencom nevia Yo, man, I'm the I'm the fucking you
1: want to talk
2: to me, motherfucker? I'm the fucking. Fuck. <laughs>
1: I'm the boss. Can Can handle this? Can you handle this?
0: Can you handle this? Can you
1: handle this? Can you handle this? Can you this? Can you handle this? Can you this? Can you handle 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 this? this? Dominic's gonna kill you, Dominic's gonna kill you I don't I don't know if anybody else sees that, but to me, I think the only way to go is have Dominic beat the balls off of his father What's going on, everyone? It is Monday night, August 19th, 2019 Welcome to this edition of the Don Tony and Kevin Castle Show Don Tony here, and join along with me as always Kev Castle. What's up? Not not a bad raw. Um, As a lot of people were writing tonight in the chat, uh, I see this tag team championship reign lasting all about two to three weeks at the most. I was gonna say a week. Yeah, you know, it could only be it could very well be just a week. I mean, this is designed to have them lose, have a falling out. And this will lead into Braun Strowman versus Seth Rollins for the title. And I will take a little credit because I've been saying for the last two or three weeks that I said that Braun Strowman will have gold before the end of the year. And I still think that heavyweight title run is not out of the cards. I'm just not feeling Seth Rollins with one belt, let alone two. And yeah, now he's got his girlfriend's gimmick, uh, Seth Two Belts. Yeah, he's got Seth Two Belts. You know, I wonder if they're going to do a backstage segment next week where Seth has two belts and she only has one.
2: Yeah, a, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't have uh, the rhyme to it. Seth Two Belts. Doesn't yeah,
1: have it. it doesn't. Cache doesn't have it. Seth One Belts doesn't even have a good rhyme for me. I just, I mean, you know, look, they took the belt off of Lesnar to put it back on Seth. A lot of people felt that the OC was going to have a little bit of a better run with the tag titles. I mean, not for nothing, I see Luke Gallows, and I try to forget recent history, but makeup or no makeup, when I see him fucking getting knocked silly from the Lucha House Party, it's like, ah, you know, I can't put a lot of uh, believability in their tag title run.
2: Yeah, no, it's just it's you're right there's an there there's a means to an end. It's to set up a feud between the two of them so they can justify a title shot for Braun.
1: Yep. Speaking of Lucha House party, uh did you see the tweet that Kalisto wrote tonight and then he deleted it because he couldn't handle the uh the uh backlash from it?
2: What about him and El Metalik being free agents? Uh
1: yeah. Yeah, Kal- Kalisto went on social media and tweeted very simply put Ten months free agent. And yeah, I saw.
2: I saw. That he, deleted?
1: he deleted it. Oh, because, he deleted because it because I swear on my mother, I was in the middle of writing a tweet to this guy, and I wrote, and this was the tweet. I actually copied it before I deleted it. I typed mm-hmm. it. I hit send, and I'm getting error, error, error. And I'm like, I don't think I'm blocked mm-hmm. from Calisto also because how would I have seen his original tweet? So I'm. I, I reload. I hit enter and won't take. Then I go back on his page and, you know, mysteriously, his tweet was deleted. Um, I I wrote, any chance that we could get the exact date that he's going to be released? I'm trying to prepare an Adios Kalisto, you know, party, you know, party thing. And uh, I want to celebrate
2: the possibility of no more Kalisto on WWE TV. So let me let me guess—he got hit with a lot of slams. That so what? And you know who's going to take you? Or big deal? Or stuff like
1: that? Yeah, and some websites saying that Kalisto has been getting a ton of heat backstage recently, and this post didn't help anything. And uh, uh, you know, I guess he he thought, oh, I delete, I won't get heat. So meanwhile, you know, once you write it, it pretty much is there forever. So, tweeting and deleting it, Kalisto, I don't think is going to help you all that much.
2: More so when you're famous, but also I think that the AEW threat has probably gone on WWE's last nerve with some of these people doing that. You want to go, go. You want to go, go. Uh, you know what? If Kalisto goes to AEW,
1: <laughs> I, I, you know what? Good riddance. <laughs> First of all, he's not going to be Kalisto. I
2: mean, he, no. he does
1: have ability. I,
2: I don't. No, he's, got, no it, he's not. He's not a waste or anything. But he's not going to be higher than lower mid card. Where is he going to go?
1: No. No. And, I, and honestly, I don't think he would be a fit for AEW right now. I think he would be better suited for Impact Wrestling because Impact Wrestling I oh, could, yeah, could actually that's use cool. some names. I mean, LAX is pretty much done now. Yeah, and, you know, yes, they're bringing in Dr. Wagner Jr., which some people thought retired and some That'd AAA wrestlers for the next pay-per-view. But what happens after that? You know, they happen to be in Mexico. Oh, triple A wrestlers are on Impact. Oh, you know, something big's yeah. about. Now they're in Mexico. You know, hey, could you could you take the Cadillac and drive thirty minutes and come to Impact? You know, let them fucking keep paying them to go to Canada. Let's see how,
2: how many episodes of Impact fucking Doctor Wagner Jr. actually does. You know, not sure, but they're in desperate need of names. T They'll take anybody that can get Impact at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think. If I, when Anthem first bought Impact Wrestling, my my original comment, and I still stick with it, is that they think they were buying it more for the digital library than anything else. And if they can turn the company around, great, but they weren't going to let their pockets bleed. And I think they have come to realize that there are just, you know, it's, it's. It's different when you have a big lion's den and you're at the zoo and you throw a, a piece of raw meat on one side of the lion's den and there's only one or two lions around to fucking smell for it and and eat it. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, when you have eight little lions all in the same cage as well, sooner you know it's a lot sooner that that steak is going to be snatched up. And I think AEW uh, about to debut. Um, with WWE around and Ring of Honor is just Ring of Honor is like a caterpillar c- a caterpillar you fucking cut it with a knife and it still will crawls and you could fucking step on it and it still crawls you could cut it in five pieces and it still crawls the thing just will not die and it's nothing against the wrestlers there but Ring of Honor I just don't know where they make their money I mean I know they do house shows and I know they get the WrestleMania blow job once a year and they piggyback New Japan but I just can't see how Ring of Honor is going to turn it around. I just can't see how co- uh, K- uh, Impact Wrestling is going to turn it around. I just can't see where these federations are going to find these fight. You know, there isn't these unbelievable hidden indie gems out there that haven't been discovered. And even if they haven't been discovered, it takes years to develop. There, You don't have this big crop of wrestlers out there You know, if this was all one when WCW went out of business, then you feel like, okay, you know, there's quite enough guys that could still cut it. But now we're many years into the Indies and you know what's out there. You know, it's in Japan. You know, it's in Texas. You know, it's in Florida. You know, it's in Canada. And it's just that you can't just keep a company like that with three or four guys. That aren't named Austin, Rock, and it just it just feels like they're treading water or just waiting for one of the others to die so they mm. could possibly pick up some of the talent that's no longer there.
2: I just don't know how some of these survive five years from now. I don't see it. No, it seems that everybody's getting scooped up. Now we're probably gonna bounce around a little bit. And you probably saw the news today. Uh, Tony Schiavone is, looks like he's all elite now. Even though I thought he was locked down on a contract with Major League Wrestling, they mm-hmm. confirmed in a tweet that his status is unchanged. But how how could that be unless he went outside the box, found the loophole that he can get out of it? And listen, MLW is a smaller thing. I thought Tony was dedicated to it. But all elite's throwing around bigger money, so I guess money talks. And then someone was saying WWE had interest in Schiavone, which I was kind of surprised uh, and they were pursuing a deal, but they stopped when he agreed to join AEW on Thursday, according to reports. Mm. But I thought he was locked into MLW, and MLW is still saying his status hasn't <clears throat> changed. So someone's got to So talk about miscommunication. Some, someone's got something wrong there.
1: Well, you know what? This reminds me of when MLW was. I, I don't remember who the Japanese talent was. I think it was Japanese talent. Maybe someone in the chat room remembers, but mm. there were two talents that... Um, We're supposed to be performing for MLW not too long ago. And I think while they were on the Northeast, they may have driven to Stanford, Connecticut, to meet with WWE. And I remember, I think it was Court Bauer who had his balls in a bunch that was just freaking out, saying that, you know, we didn't fly these people in so they can go and, you know, make a pit stop for a different organization. And I'm like, "Um, no, it's... The fact is is that, you know, no matter how much exposure get they get on the internet, doesn't matter how much TV they get here in New York or, or nearby, at the end of the day, there's still a tiny, tiny goldfish in a giant pond. And yeah. their contracts are not as detailed as people would think they would be. And um, as far as Shimani goes, look, I like Shivani. I have no problem with him. I mean, you know, I think some people think that he's going to be fucking a la WCW 1991, and he's not going to no. be as involved. I don't know why you know anybody online is making that big of a deal over it. I think it's a good signing. It's unique because he hasn't really done much on the worldwide scale. I mean, there was a one point where we thought he was just going to be outside, you know, other sports yeah. and never be back in wrestling. So I don't think there's really much of a problem with that. Um, But, you know, look, it goes back to what I said about AEW a year and a half ago, and this is not a knock on AEW, but the one thing that fascinated me more than anything else was the contract setup. And I wanted to see who truly is exclusive to AEW and no one else. And so far, you know, you got your core employees, Cody and a few others, but you know, I talked about it on Breakfast with Blasi last week. Uh, John Moxley can work New Japan into 20, and I, we don't know how far into 20. But the point is, is that when you have wrestlers that are saying, "Yeah, you know, I I can work here if I want," obviously they're not going to clash with AEW schedule. But the idea that a lot of these wrestlers will in fact be able to work other areas that idea of exclusivity, which I think AEW definitely needs because more and more you don't want people to start comparing them to TNA because that was the one thing that we didn't like in the early 2000s with TNA. I mean, look, they it was unique with the X Division and it was cool to see some wrestlers getting utilized that we felt should have been utilized and see young and upcoming AJ Styles and Daniels and everybody else, but There were a lot of wrestlers who were on the show that you could fucking, you know, I brought up Frank Goodman back in the day. You know, you look at Sanjay Dutt and the SATs and some others, and it was awesome to see them in TNA wrestling. But when you could also see them in your backyard every other week mixed in with it, then why do I really care all that much to see them in TNA like I could see them up close and personal wrestling for Goodman every two weeks, or seeing other feds. So I think that exclusivity with AEW is very, very important. Um, Shivani, I think is a good signing. I mean, Shivani. I don't think anybody ever thought Shivani was bad on the microphone. I, I don't know why people are
2: criticizing it. To be honest with you, I don't know. I don't know because. Because maybe too much of the old guard. I mean, you know, again, here's another kind of guy from the old days. But like you said, DT, where are these new stars? And where are the new star announcers? I mean, we have Mm more Ranallo. We, we, like I'm on the WWE team. Uh, WWE has more Ranallo and has, you know, the guy. Like he's like, I guess, equivalent to how Hot Joey Styles was of a commodity of an announcer years ago. Um, I guess AEW is looking for that guy. But people like Tony Schiavone, that's like old yeah, but
1: if you're gonna have a brand new company, you definitely want to have some experienced veterans yeah. there to, you know, help tweak and mold and build. You know, some announcers. I mean, Jim Ross can still do it, but obviously he can't do it like he did five, ten years ago. But he's still excellent. But what happens five years from now? I mean, you know, some of the commentary on, on AEW's recent work, some people complained about some of the work. And it's, you know, people have to gel, just like Renee Young. That's why I cut so much slack for you, Renee Young. And honestly, without Corey Graves tonight, I thought uh, the show actually was fine.
2: Yeah, he's on vacation.
1: Yeah, he was on vacation. I mean, look, uh, Vic Joseph,
2: you know, uh, to <laughs> me, he's generic.
1: You yeah, I, I, uh, know, he just, I don't know. He's, he's, he's almost like... Uh, I don't even want to compare him to anybody, but I, you know, he's not bad. But there's nothing that says, "Oh, that guy's a fucking great commentator." He just, I don't know. It just feels like you know, like you're you're dusting your, um, you know your your windowsill, and you're used yeah. to having like a like a certain number of plants on there, and you dust it off, and then you see just like this empty area, and you have nothing really to put there, so instead you put like an empty like water bottle. That's what Vic Joseph reminded me of tonight. It's like, okay, for some reason they had to have a third announcer, so let's put the fucking water bottle on the window pane. And Vic Joseph done nothing for me today. So, Vic Joseph is water bottle? It's like when you want to get aroused. And You're watching an X-rated movie with your girlfriend, and you look recall,
2: at the. TV all those days.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you look at the TV screen, and you see nothing but snow, or maybe that disclaimer in the beginning, like "This is copyrighted and un—you know, unauthorized use. You get a five hundred thousand dollar fine." Vic Joseph yeah. is like watching that disclaimer. It's like, okay, you know, put put the real stuff on the TV. He just—he <laughs> did nothing for me. He did nothing <laughs> for the show. It, if anything, it showed that Renee Young actually, I think, is better than Vic
2: Joseph. Was it like watching WHT on a scramble when you didn't have WHT? Scramble porn was great, but scramble porn, there was no volume. That's true. That was difficult to watch. It was always like the nurses. It was always some nurses thing on WHT. I couldn't tell it was always scrambled, but that's the only,
1: that's the one thing I loved about (laughs) scramble porn. I never had to worry about forgetting to mute the TV because that's once true. in a while like uh, you know my girl's taking a shower and I'll be playing like a casino like video game or something yeah. and I forget to mute the TV and then I just you know inadvertently like change to a porn channel I forget <laughs> to lower the volume and my girlfriend didn't turn the shower <laughs> water on yet that's the, that's the worst yeah she's in the bathroom <laughs> like she didn't turn the shower on yet no you son she it. she hears for yeah. 2 seconds she just
2: <laughs> and she's like,
1: "What was that?" I was like, "Oh no, no, no! I, I, I slipped. I twisted my ankle." said, you, "That didn't oh sound like God. you." And Jeez. then I, I lowered a volume, and the rest is history. But
2: um, I forgot there was no volume for that.
1: Yeah, no volume. Scramble porn never had audio.
2: That's
1: right. Uh listen, give me two minutes of your time. I don't even think you should even. Rebut, I'm not telling you what to do But I think I should just throw this out there Because there is a little bit of an elephant in the room And I want to just tell everybody Basically the deal uh, Of what went on online the last couple of days um,
2: I'm not let's gonna get, Let's get in and out of it quickly. Yeah,
1: yeah I'm not, Look, I'm, I'm not gonna give a full-blown lesson today But I'll say it like this I've been telling everybody For the last two or three years On various shows that I do Is that IRS and a lot of government companies are becoming automated, completely automated. And when everything becomes computerized, it gets scary because there is no room for human error. There is no room for leaving somebody out. And for decades and decades, the aura about the IRS is that they ignored the little guy, And they focus on the big guys out there. And I warned everybody for two-plus years with YouTube revenue, with Patreon revenue, that IRS is becoming fully automated. And what that means is that the days of being able to, you know, I could report $1,000 less, those days are over. And unfortunately, it creeped into our inner circle over the weekend, caused some major problems, But I invite anyone out there that remembers everything that was written since Friday, that everything was talked about was about business. It was about revenue. It was not about ending shows. And it was about Patreon, to be honest with everybody out there, than anything else, because this show is free for everybody. So it really did not affect the show. But for everybody out there, I understand people get nervous. They think, oh, it's the beginning of the end of everything. And yeah, you get pissed off when you get... You know, crazy bill in the mail out of nowhere from IRS. But this is what happened over the weekend, and I'm not going to get into the specifics that I got into before. But take what I'm saying, everyone out there, as a piece of advice, a learning lesson. Whether you're on YouTube and you get a little revenue, or you have a patron, or you're a podcaster, you get a little bit of money here and there, and this is and that, and you think to yourself, oh. It's so little, I'm not going to report it, because there are thousands, there are thousands of wrestling shows out there that are getting some type of income, small change, and not reporting it to IRS. Oh, no, it's a gift. Oh, it's contributions. I don't have to report it. Trust me, I tell you, we predicted YouTube blowing, actually, I got to give the credit to Mish, Three or four years ago, Mish predicted that the revenue stream for wrestling shows was going to get cut on YouTube, and he was right on the money with that, and we're telling you now that the the revenue, IRS is going to come crashing down on thousands of podcasts in the near future, and it's not going to just be wrestling, it's going to be a major story. You're going to see people making money off of making articles about this, but this is what happened. For the last couple of years, we set up Patreon. And there is money that comes in. The money pays our bills, pays the expenses, equipment, hosting, website, giveaways. bandwidth, everything. It pays for also giveaways. A lot, a lot of things get invested back into it. When everything is said and done, we end up with a, uh, some extra money that we divide. Very, very small amount. I, if I yeah. even said it, people would laugh at how small it is.
2: Yeah, don't say it.
1: No, I'm not. I'm not. So, anyway, The problem is, is that for the last couple of years, I set up a business, I set up a corporation with the idea that if any motherfucker out there ever tries to sue us, we don't have to worry about losing our places of where we live and our personal stuff because we have the corporation as protection. But also on the same token that any revenue that comes in, even if it goes right back out to all of our listeners, it gets reported to the business. So it doesn't affect any of us personally. Well, When I set up the the business, I set it up as an S corporation. And basically what an S corporation is, is that any revenue that comes in, it passes through the corporation onto the person who owns it, which is me. So now over the last couple of years, revenue that comes in all got bundled together and put in as income for me. And anybody that's ever filed an income tax for a personal return, you know, You can't write off insurance. You can't write off equipment. You can't write off expenses. You can't write any of that off. As a business, you can, but not personally. So all of the things that I have been writing off, because they took all of this income and put it as mine personally, they said, oh, no, you can't write any of this off. And I got a bill in the mail that I'm not going to say how much it was. Some of you already know, but you could buy a brand new car. And when you get something from the IRS, it is scary shit. Now, I spent the entire day today doing everything I possibly can to fix the problem. I'm hoping I fix the problem. If I can't fix the problem, then you know I have to deal with it. It just that's it is what it is. It sucks, but it is what it is. But here's the piece of advice for everybody out there. I don't care if you're making 50 bucks. You have to report it. I'm not trying to be, you know, acting like somebody's father or teacher and talking down on anyone. But believe me when I tell you, if someone is giving you money and they're a company, I guarantee you at the end of the year, they're telling IRS, we gave Joe Schmuck's podcast $1,000 for advertising or Patreon. We gave Joe Blow $5,000 for Patreon. Those companies are telling IRS, how much they gave you, and IRS's computers are automatically looking for the opposite entry, and when they don't get that opposite entry, or they, it's not a scam, Ricky. Please trust me, it's not a scam. I un, I know scams, man. You know this it, is not a scam, and I emailed all the proof to Mission Kevin, They know. No, no, maybe
2: maybe he means the IRS is. A scam. No, they, well, no, well, some well, people. Well, if we were to Sean O'Hare, he said it
1: was. Yeah. Well, the bottom line is this. <laughs> Anybody that gives you money, it's a company. Be prepared that they're going to tell IRS that they gave you that money, and when their IRS's computers look for the opposite entry and don't get one, their computers spit out a letter. Nobody from IRS looked at my file, but their computers spit out a letter. Now, now since I'm fighting it and disputing it, now someone there is actually going to look at it, and that gets a little scary. But there was too much money involved. I can't just cut a check and say, all right, no problem. I'll just write this. So word of advice to everyone at the end of the day, you get any type of revenue, even if you put that money right back into the cost of doing your show, report it, report it, report it, report it. Because Kev will tell you, he told me 50 times over the weekend, I don't understand it. How could we get a letter? We make virtually nothing. How could we get a letter that makes no sense? It's no longer that, oh, they don't pay attention to small companies. It's all computer. It's all computerized. And it doesn't matter if you love Trump, hate Trump, fucking it. If you do not send in your info, sooner or later they're going to catch you. And that's the deal.
2: That's the so deal. So it's nothing Nothing you did. Was there anything with making a mistake on the corp? No, no, no. What happened was to without getting into a whole thing yeah, I remember. because
1: all the income that you got and Mish got and even the money that went into back into the shows it was reported as my income, so it knocked me out of my tax bracket that I've always been in. So, but it's, it
2: wasn't. It wasn't. But isn't it a business in general? I'm saying yeah, that that's it, not in the business.
1: It's not as cut and dry as that. When you have an S corporation, the idea is that the the revenue passes through the corporation onto your personal income, and you're taxed on the personal yeah. level, which is lower than corporate. The problem is, is that on a personal level, you can't write off the things that we should be able to write off so now I'm in the process of changing my corporate setup obviously but just a word to the wise everyone out there you know just make sure you know you get legit advice and make sure you report everything because if you don't you're gonna get hit sooner or later and trust me the feeling that I got Friday opening up that letter and soaring what I saw my heart dropped because I just fucking put on plastic the the rest of the money to buy my girl's engagement ring. And it's like, wow, I got to pay that shit off. Now I got hit with this, and there's no guarantee that they're going to write any of it off. It's bad enough that 2,000 of it, over 2,000 of it is penalties and interest. And it's like, wow, this is fucked up.
2: Yeah, exactly. my reaction, probably missions too, but I'll speak for myself, was more like how exactly what DT said, how the, it was like shock and awe for yeah, all this. Yeah, it's all shock. Not, 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 not understanding it. And then if you tell somebody and they don't know the whole story, they're telling you this can't be. So you're getting different things from yeah. different people. Well, at and the end, end of the day. Of, a lot of confusion. At there the were, end of that, the day,
1: I said this Friday. I said it Saturday. I said it yesterday and I said it today and I've been saying it for years. It's strictly business. It's not personal. I, didn't, I don't take it personal, it's part of business, it's part of when you have a corporation, it's part of revenue, it sucks when it happens, but the problem is once it does happen, you have to make significant changes, and if you don't, then you know you'll end up out of business. I mean, that's right. What
2: happens but, I'm, I'm not, but I'm saying yeah, exactly. But there's you know the whole no risk no reward thing. But it would be nicer if the reward was bigger. Oh sure. Yeah. Jesus that's right. Thank you. know, you know what what? I mean? If it's I mean we don't do this for a living. This is a side thing for us. So it's not I like know. I mean this would be different if sure. uh, you know. But still, it's it's used for bills and pays Trust a me. bill and pays the when stuff I wrote that
1: letter. Doing this and, for a long time. Yeah, when I wrote that letter and wrote what we did, I felt so embarrassed. I'm like you know. We're a fucking podcast talking about sports entertainment. Uh, And, you know, it's like we don't even charge for for our shows. Yes, we have Patreon, but we give people extra in return for helping us pay bills. That's what it is. And the idea that you can get hit like we got hit and the amount that's involved, it's like, could you imagine if we were making any serious cash? Ridiculous! It, I, I, seriously, I got so sick the whole weekend over this, okay. but I spent the entire day today. Hopefully, now it's just a waiting game, which is even worse because now I got to just sit and wait and wait for the decision. And whatever the decision is, I have to accept it, and you know we go from there. But uh, I want everybody to understand, and people got to realize when I write stuff on Twitter. It's not taking shots at anyone. If I have, you know, anyone out there, you get a fucking scary bill in the mail, you know, it's not immediately, oh, I'm ripping this person apart. I'm ripping this show apart. I'm ripping it's this. It's not my fault. It's, it's, yeah, me it's, yeah, fault. it's it, not Yeah, It, it fault wasn't that? anybody's fault. fault. But yeah. I have a right to be pissed off and tell everyone. And for some people out there, they take it so personal. Well, someone,
2: someone said, hate, hate the government, but you're in
1: up trouble already. Well, That's, yeah, but I want to just reassure everyone that it's business. That's why I separate business and personal on the shows. And some people think I say that to be cold. I said that recently on the blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, look. You know, a lot of what we do, it's strictly business. We don't put the personal in on it, not because anybody dislikes each other or because anybody doesn't want to be bothered with each other. It's because you got to get to a point where you have to separate the business and the personal part, because if you don't, then everything you do is taken personal and that's how people split up. I mean, at the end of the day, whatever happens, happens. But one thing is for certain, you know, things had to change, but- you know, that's more on the business side. It's not, it's the, you know, it's the financial side, not the personal side. But, you know, for anybody that doesn't like that I write that on Twitter, too bad. It's part of my life, it's part of what's going on. That my, I keep saying this my Twitter, look at my profile. I don't advertise, not even my own solo shows on there. This, that's the Twitter account for me. It's not just wrestling. It's not just politics. It's not just weight loss. It's not just me having fun with goofy podcasters, and we'll get to them right now. It's me, so I'm going to talk about real personal stuff. And it doesn't always mean that it's that it's you know trying to like throw darts at someone. I'm I'm very open. I'm a very open book. More than nah, a lot maybe of maybe a little too open. Sometimes. Maybe too open. Absolutely.
2: Maybe too open. But you know, I I tell it like it is. And you don't name names because if you name names, you're in another situation.
1: Yeah, no, I, mean? I know. And, and you know what the funny thing was early on. I and look, Mish won't mind me saying this. Early on, most of what I say said, I'd do it, Mish. I'd do it, uh, Mish. It was I, knew, talk- I knew Mish. You were the, I knew you were the third man, Mish. Yeah, Mish was the third man. Mish was the Mabel. Mish was the Mabel. Oh, you know, I actually I take that back because he might nah. get a little offended by
2: that. Nah, because he's not. Know, Mish, Mish, Mabel's a. Mish a, is the best. I mean, no, and then M- Mish no, Mabel's the a, Yeah, but Mabel's a big boy too. Oh, I wasn't yeah, no, but M- I, Mish is much more. Mish is much more handsome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I admit. Um, oh, but by the way, that that let me segue a little bit. That did you see that woman curse us out on the uh, DTKC mail? Uh, Viscera's wife. Yeah, I talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah. uh, no, I wasn't on when you talked about it. I yeah, I talked. was like,
1: you know, whatever. You know, you didn't I, respond. I didn't see you respond. I didn't. No. Well, I just when oh. she, I I brought it up in passing because yeah. I was like, you know. Sorry, you know, like I'm expressing an opinion. I mean, when
2: Viscera died, that was a
1: long time ago. I don't even remember. It was what a very long time I had, ago. I had
2: to go through the archives and see what the fuck she was talking about. It,
1: it had to do with the concussion lawsuit oh, and all okay. this other stuff. And, you know, it just came across as a money grab. And I gave my opinion. And she must have just heard about it. She took it personal and cursed the fuck out of us. And I was like, whatever. You know, I mean I'm expressing an opinion. She you know, I kinda of felt bad for her after and I'm not taking back what no, i, I did. said. I didn't know
2: if I didn't even know I was gonna ask you. Do you want me to write to her? Are you gonna write to you her? You can do, what do you whatever want you,
1: want? you want. I'm I have no problem whatever you write, but no, just speak no. for you, don't speak for me. But you know, like she was just like, I'm not a bad person. I didn't do it for this. Yeah, I and you. I know that lawyer really sold a, a big, nice bag of, bag of beans to a lot of people, so she might be the victim of that. But, you know, I'm sorry. I mean, I just give my opinion and the perception of why things were the way they were. I just thought, you know, that's how I felt. And, you know, she feels otherwise.
2: Mm, You know, I'm sorry. I I understand that. Let me just say this, too. And and in all seriousness, because shout out to Mish, because Mish has been a saving grace for me before. Because actually, I wasn't feeling well, really was not feeling well, getting sick to my stomach, getting pains in my chest. And I was talking to Mish, and I asked him to stand by because I really got and he was there for me, called me back, and I appreciate that. So, Mish, obviously, I'm okay, but thanks for uh, doing that. Yeah, and you know what? I got to give a shout-out
1: to Mish, too, because a lot of people um, have no idea that, you know, sometimes when we all laugh on the shows, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff going on, uh, personal, technical, whatever it is, and I know Mish has been dealing with a lot of shit lately. So... You know, miss you. You know, you. Know, I'm, I'm thinking about you too. And look of course. for our patrons. Since I'm going in surgery Thursday, and uh, we're gonna have oh, it's always Wednesday. It was no, Thursday? it's Thursday. It's Thursday. That's Shit. that's why I said that. I don't think I, I may not be around to do Castle Chronicles. I, no, I why don't why I do it just why, why do I do it Wednesday. I can do it Wednesday. Sure, you can. I'll, I'll record. Well, Castle it, it, you know, it really depends on. Even you tomorrow, know, I'll do it tomorrow. Well, care. people got to send in their questions still. But, all
2: right, so we'll, well, maybe Wednesday.
1: But to make Patreon easy this week, we're we'll probably going to do Ask Us Anything, Mission I Wednesday. So keep the questions simple. We don't have to, like, uh, spend a lot of time researching, just be an open thread. And by the way, the voting is in. It's only been up for a couple of hours, but everybody pretty much majority rules. And um, going on the prize wall, after all, will be that Bray Wyatt firefly funhouse package that sold out but in addition to it since it was mostly like stickers and stuff like that i'm gonna be adding to it uh the actual puppets that they have on sale in wb shop you will get mercy shop, the shop, Buzzard.
2: Shop.
1: yeah you're gonna get mercy the Buzzard. you're gonna get rambling rabbit you're gonna get the boss and these are the actual puppets this is not bootlegs So we are going to put on the prize wall that Firefly Funhouse and all three puppets that will replace the CM Punk Brock Lesnar autographed WrestleMania plaque that is what Aaron Kloss claimed last week. And speaking of Bray Wyatt, I laughed because of the god-awful bullshit news that's floating around. First off, WWE may have to make The Fiend much more family friendly because USA is balking at it and don't expect Bray Wyatt to do what he did before. And sure enough, he's out today Today doing what he did. Um, what did you think of that whole segment with Jerry Lawler?
2: I didn't get to see a lot of it. I only saw some of it where he attacked Lawler. I, I, mean, I had to watch on the replay. I didn't get to see it because I was in the middle of doing something. I liked it because Jerry Lawler didn't have
1: that bad horror film reaction. Like, he's like, oh, I've seen this before, and he's like, where is he, where is he? And then Bray Wyatt attacked him. I liked it. I thought it was fine. Um, I don't think that they're going to tweak Bray Wyatt at all, and I think it's absolutely nuts that some people out there think that that he should be utilized like The Undertaker. They need as much positive buzz as ever, because I looked over the weekend. They had a super show in Houston, Texas. And the Super Show is both brands combined. And I'm looking at the results. Uh, Biggie and Xavier Woods over The Revival. R-Truth over Drake Maverick. Alistair Black over Andrade and Sami Zayn. Braun Strowman over Sami Zayn. Oscar and Ember Moon over Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville and The Iconics. Shinsuke over Ali, Bailey over Charlotte, okay, Becky over Lacey Evans, blah, Kevin Owens over Samoa Joe, okay, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, all right, Kofi over Randy Orton, eh, you know, it's like, that's a super show? Yeah. That feels like an extended Sunday night heat taping with all due respect, so, and, and he's not even on that show? I didn't see any recap of the fiend showing up and attacking anybody. So this idea that, oh, we're only going to hold Bray Wyatt for special occasions. Are you nuts? Do that when he's 50. Don't do it when he's fucking 28 or 30, whatever his age is, and he's fucking in his prime, and he's got so much momentum. But um, I like what they did today, and here's even better. Uh, By the way, there were websites tonight reporting his actual news that Xavier Woods was rushed to the hospital after being attacked by the revival. There's actual websites reporting it as legitimate news right
2: now. Oh, they they shoot attacked him in the locker room?
1: No, they did it in the ring. Oh, okay. They did that whole thing in the ring, and look, oh, they
2: play. They're, they're playing off that as a news item. They
1: play. There are websites right now reporting oh. as actual news. WWE superstar rushed to the hospital. That's the actual title, and you click on it, and I thought maybe somebody had a seizure, maybe somebody fucking slipped and crushed their head on something, and no, it's Xavier Woods with the beatdown, quote unquote, on WWE television.
2: But well, what were you saying? You were, you were talking about CM Punk. Are you talking about the altercation he had or the supposed altercation he had this week?
1: No, I didn't see anything about CM Punk. What I was going to say is that another ridiculous item, you could talk about CM Punk first, and now I want to talk about Brock Lesnar, NXT, and AEW. But what happened with CM Punk over the weekend?
2: Well, they said he had an altercation with a fan at an MMA event. Um, I thought that's exactly what I thought you were talking about. Uh, you know, he was doing an announcing for that fight between, uh, was it Christopher Dacus? Okay, yes. That, right? And Danny Holmes. Uh, and he said a fan had gotten too close to the cage to vocally express his displeasure with the call of the match. And then he attacked his a video that you can check out, you guys on news sites. Attached video, you see Punk say to him, bro, you need to back the fuck up. You need to get the fuck away. It's at a point that you hear Punk remove his headset and his commentary partner comments, well, minor situation developing here on the air. They were saying that. There was a gentleman there on the right on the back of the broadcast, and he said he looks like he's potentially being escorted out of the building. So, CM Punk had words with somebody. He took his headset off. I don't don't know. I mean, I don't know if it was a big to do. It doesn't seem like a big deal to me. There's no fight or anything, but it's weird that he told them, well, maybe the guy was getting too close, and, you know, even he was like, you know, the guy was out of line. But uh, him taking his headset off and. Kind of getting a scrap with him. I, I, it did nothing happen. There was no fight, obviously. But up, the, his partner acknowledged that something was going on.
1: This is the current climate of the country right now. It's with cops. It's with politicians. It's with sports celebrities. You saw it with Cena not too long ago. That everybody and and you know what? I I'm not reaching when I say this. I think people out there, if you pay attention to psychologists, you will actually see this talked about more and more. But with people living on social media, I mean, really living on it, you no longer have that face-to-face with someone. You don't look at someone in the eye. And what happens is, is that when you think that, the 160 or 320 characters that you normally would say on a on a Twitter account that you can do that actually in someone's face now. Because if you could get away with doing that to a cop, how could you get in trouble for doing that to Cena or CM Punk or someone else? And you get these douchebags that, you know, have to get that added attention and will voice their displeasure and they'll go right into someone's face not even realizing, like, you know, oh, uh, you know, step off because unlike online, you may get blocked online, but here you're going to get your your face knocked off. You're going to get your block fucking hit. And you get these fucking weirdos. You get people the idea that you could get in somebody's face, and harass them, and yell at them, and just totally berate them. I understand freedom of speech and all of that, but that just takes it to a harassment level. There is a form of harassment involved. And um, it's just the cl- climate. You see it happen in Starbucks. You see it happen in supermarkets. You see it happen in fast food establishments. You know, you wear a Trump hat. People think it's they have the right to go up to you and spit in your face and say yeah, this. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just... This is the climb we're in. There are too many people out there that do no longer look at someone eye to eye. And then they go in public, and they don't even know how to fucking act. So,
2: Well, it's funny. But you're saying that at the end of the video says uh, Punk returning to the announce table, and he's saying to his partner, I'm sitting here with a headset on, and I'm doing my fucking job, and the guy comes right up and screams bullshit in my face. So I was like, you know, uh, again, I, I don't know if they need better security there or whatever, but... Uh, You know, Sam Punk was definitely ticked off by the situation. It's just
1: like the the douchebag at the Ring of Honor event. He thinks that he could say some of the most outrageously disgusting stuff and because he's a customer and the people in the Ring of Performers that it's okay and there are no boundaries and as long as I'm not touching or assaulting anyone, I have a right to say whatever I want. And because Ring of Honor is in such disarray right now, they have to give this perception like we want everybody to you know, interact with the shows and we're really sorry about what happened. And you get these other jerk-offs saying, oh, Bully Ray's being investigated. If, if that guy would have said about what they said to your girlfriend or your mother or anything like that, I don't care what you are, you're going to punch that motherfucker right in the mouth. That guy was just... I can't even express the what this guy said, and the only reason why I'm not getting into specifics is because I haven't seen the video, and there is video apparently, and that'll never get released because number one, it's disgusting, and number two, you know, people would turn around and say, "Why is Ring of Honor apologizing for this stuff?" You know, it's just people think they could just say whatever the fuck they want, go in anybody's face they want, and the thing with that. That pussy with CM Punk, that pussy would have not been acknowledged on social media. He would have been blocked by CM Punk. He would have been buried by 500 other tweets talking about CM Punk. So his desperate need to be acknowledged, the only way he would have been acknowledged is to go into CM Punk's face and call bullshit like he did. So, pussy. Uh... What I was going to say earlier about Brock Lesnar is that there's actual reports going around that because NXT is going to the USA Network, which shocked the shit out of me because I thought it was going to be a Fox deal, but NXT is coming to the USA Network. I don't remember them doing any announcement on TV today, even though a lot of websites were reporting there was going to be a major announcement. Um, But September 18th apparently is the date. Yes, it looks like it's going to be going head-to-head with AEW. Um, Anybody out there that thinks that AEW did not prepare for this is sadly mistaken. AEW knew that this would likely be the move by WWE. But I found hilarious that websites were reporting today that WWE wants Brock Lesnar to be the face of
2: NXT. What do you think of that? Brock Lesnar to be the face of NXT? Yeah, uh, uh, I, I, I I thought he's gonna, <laughs> he gonna be the face of SmackDown. I'm kind of taken aback by it. I don't get why he'd be the the, the face of NXT. Other than I guess uh, because he's a collegiate wrestler and stuff. Even though Brock has been mostly a, just a suplex and slug machine, he hasn't exactly had the moves like he used to have back in the day. He's older now. He, he's more methodical with the way he moves. Um, I don't know about, uh, about that. I know they're, they're listen, there, uh, this is a war in my opinion, that's going down between AEW and WWE. I think they're going to put their best foot forward with all three, all three products, NXT, SmackDown and raw. But I think Brock Lesnar being the face of NXT is uh, something I did not expect. I don't know what to think about it at his age and stage. he's the That's the face of NXT. Why?
1: I think uh, it's absolutely moronic for any websites to re- be reporting that. If you would have no, that's said,
2: what "I'm saying," is it? It's there's no truth to it, right?
1: I can't see how it's truth because number one, there's been no renegotiation of C- of right. uh, Brock Lesnar. I almost said CM Punk. Brock Lesnar's contract. So how's he going to be the face of NXT if he's only on TV once every three to four weeks?
2: Exactly. I don't understand.
1: Yeah, I just... Pull that out of their ass. And, Cress, um, you thought i did? I do my research. I did my research. I cannot find where WWE renegotiated their contract with Brock Lesnar. So the idea of putting Brock Lesnar as the face of NXT is just... No, nah, amp, look around. There's a lot of websites reporting it. And a lot of websites that get acknowledged from blue check marks. So, it's just ridiculously, ridiculously stupid. stupid. Yeah. Want to shout I out? I
2: don't I don't see that happening.
1: Yeah. No, I, you know what? It's very possible. And I, I look, I've been saying this for weeks and weeks and weeks. That if NXT goes head to head with AEW, the wild card rule will end up in NXT. You will see AJ Styles and a few others show up on NXT. And I don't necessarily think that that's bad. I see people online, oh, rest in peace, NXT, and this is bullshit and Vince is gonna ruin it. You haven't seen anything happen yet to say it's gonna be ruined. It it amazes me. It amazes me that everybody says Vince is going to destroy NXT and blah, 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 blah. But yet they watch Raw and SmackDown that they also claim Vince McMahon destroyed. What do you like, companies that Vince destroys? I mean, why are you watching any of the brands if you think Vince is going to destroy it? You think Vince is going to do, and it's not people that say, oh, I only watch NXT. I don't watch anything else but NXT. These are people I watch WWE on a regular basis. If Vince right. has done such a horrible job with Raw and SmackDown, why are you watching those brands? So I won't rip NXT until I see goofy shit happen in NXT. But I don't know if I necessarily want to see Roman Reigns or, or fucking Corbin in NXT. But you know what if AJ <laughs> Styles or Cesaro comes back or what, what's wrong with that?
2: That's not the, the way you just said Roman Reigns.
1: Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: Roman Reigns. Oh, my God. Um, oh, by the way, did you see uh, just real quick the TNT president Kevin Riley uh, gave a, a vote of confidence? He thinks uh, AEW is going to be a big sleeper hit for them. I hope so. As a wrestling fan, I hope so. I really can do. I read, can I just read his quote? Yeah, by all means. Yeah, as TNT president Kevin Riley spoke to Variety.com about how well he thinks all elite wrestling is going to do on TNT Network. He said all elite wrestling is going to be a sleeper. It's very counterintuitive to launch a new league at the height of the WWE. But I have a lot of reasons why it makes sense for, the, for where the opportunity is. We're not taking down the WWE, but I think it's going to be very surprising. That's, you know what? coming from the president of TNT saying
1: that. You, you, you want to know something that's very smart for him to say? I don't think any executive would say anything doom and gloom. Um, they obviously are signing them to TNT because they think that they could perform. There's a lot of excitement involved and something that I, I still am baffled by the number of people out there that don't understand it. As far as an AEW's eyes, they're not competition for WWE and that's not an insult. They're a brand new company. They need to take years to have a solid foundation you know, it's like when you have a relationship with someone, you meet them in the beginning. You may talk four, five, six hours on the telephone. The first couple of dates, you might feel like you met the fucking female of the century, that it's just everything is picture perfect. You need to have that re- re- relationship go three months, six months, a year, maybe longer to really tell, because that's when a little bit of the faults come out. That's when, you know, a little bit of the newness goes away. And, and, AEW right now is that brand new relationship that everybody's excited about. We're about to go on the first date and AEW is smart. Jericho said it. Jim Ross has said it. A lot of, uh, of the personnel in AEW said it. I think Cody has said it too. They're not competing with WWE because they know that WWE right now will not allow any competition to exist. I used the restaurant analogy last week. In WWE's eyes, every dollar that goes to AEW is a dollar less WWE makes. and That's not acceptable for WWE. AEW has to do the opposite, because if AEW really keeps poking the bear, keeps fucking stabbing the bear, you know, all right, Cody did the fucking thing with the Triple H symbol, all right, fine. You know, uh, the wrestlers back in the day took shots at WCW, fine. That's the nature of that. But when you really want to start poking the bear and start going corporate on it, WWE would pull out every fucking stop to put them in quicksand. And AEW is going to be very, very careful because they're the new kid on the block. And AEW is very smart in everything they're saying right now. And if people out there really want to support AEW, stop with the, oh, Jericho's full of shit when Jericho says they're not competition. Oh, this person is just saying that they're really not. Stop feeling that you got to take down the fucking Goliath Simply because it's your favorite promotion. Let the fucking company excel. Let the fucking company build. Let them make money. Let them make a profit. Let them get the crazy ratings. Then you turn around and you go for the jugular. But um, AEW right now doing all the right things as far as press goes, in my opinion. Um, But it's going to be interesting to see what kind. I'm more interested in seeing what NXT's rating is going to be than AEW's.
2: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm about a kind of a crossroads of which one to watch. People are asking which one are we going to watch. Well, I mean, we'll watch both of them. We'll have to watch one on a replay. No, I'm going to watch but AEW first. NXT, oh, going to watch it first then? Look, if NXT
1: was not must-see TV for me on a Wednesday, why that's would it be true. must-see TV for me now?
2: Will I watch it during the week? Sure. Yeah, that's probably what I'll do too. Plus, it's, you know, it's easy accessible on uh, the network, so. Yeah, so it's moving to a you know to the to Fox. Who knows?
1: Yeah, sure, sure. Now AEW did announce October twenty third. They're going to be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, at the Peterson Events Center, and October thirtieth they're going to be in Charleston, West Virginia, at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. Um, for those interested, since I've been talking about building size, they're still around the ten 000 to twelve thousand seat arena. Uh, I expect that to drop down to between five and seven thousand a couple of months from now because that would be a smart business and that would eliminate the mistake that TNA f- uh, fell into. Um, but hey tickets are gonna go on sale for both shows on Friday August 23rd and the shows for Boston and Philadelphia are sold out Wow. Yeah, so look, a lot of scalpers picked up on those tickets, but hey. Yeah, a-
2: I mean, I, there could be some stuff going on there. I'm sure. But, that's sure.
1: but you know what? AEW got their money for the tickets that are on sale first. Look, we could turn around and put something on sale tomorrow and not tell anyone they're only putting 10 on sale. That's true. Then, if all 10 sell out, oh, we put this exclusive DTKC thing on sale and they sold out in five minutes. But meanwhile, we only sold three. That's true. I'm not saying AEW only sold three tickets, but they, their sales have been impressive. And, you know, now we need to see it equate to ratings. Now, a few people ask, why am I more excited about NXT rating than AEW? Well, I go back to ECW in 01. When I, when ECW went to TNN, I knew it was going to be a watered-down version of 2AM ECW. But it was still exciting because they were going on network TV, thought they were going to get more revenue over it, thought they were going to be on the level of Nitro and Raw, not to ratings extent. And I think the first week, the rating was like 1.1 million viewers or 1.3 million viewers. I said, okay, all right, that's not bad. You know, I mean, I didn't expect it to be on the level of Nitro or Raw, but I thought that was decent. And then, you know, it. Stood at 1.0, 900,000, 1.1. I mean, you always felt it was around the million mark for ECW. And TNN dropped them. And then TNN came out later on and said, oh, no, we made an agreement with Paul Heyman that he had to guarantee like 2 million viewers every week. And he didn't hold up his end of the bargain. Now, I think if AEW did a million viewers right now, I think they would be jerking each other off in the back locker room. Um, I think a realistic number may be more towards 500,000, which would still blow the doors off of Impact Wrestling. Uh, Maybe 600,000. But if NXT, this aura of being this unbelievable underground promotion for WWE, if they debut on USA with the WWE machine behind them and they only do 400,000 viewers going to be interesting I don't think they're going to do that low I mean when we get close to it I'll give you my ratings prediction but I think people are going to be surprised how low NXT's ratings are going to be because a lot of people don't realize how few people watch NXT every Wednesday on the network yeah that's true you know so we'll see what happens but uh yeah, I'm looking forward to it definitely looking forward to it I mean if AEW puts out a good product, that'll be something more we could talk about every week on the shows.
2: True. That's so. is It adds more conversation.
1: Yeah. Um, shout out to Ozalot, Brandon Johnson, Antonio Lopez Jr., Patty McGuire, and Daniel. They are our new and returning patrons. Also want to give a special shout out to Tigsey Bowers. Congratulations on your engagement. Uh, Also my condolences to Johnny Krauser Uh, he had a close friend of his Pass away tonight so You're definitely in my thoughts Uh, Congrats goes out to the rock Got married in Hawaii over the weekend That's right and I think Diamond Dallas Page is now a grandfather Is he? I think so And you know what (laughs) if this is His first I thought he might have been one already I thought so too I was gonna say, you know, we thought DDP was a grandfather maybe 10, 15 years ago, but he was very happy over the weekend. I think his uh, his uh, daughter, I guess, gave birth.
2: Yeah, Rock married, by the way, his longtime girlfriend Lauren. Yeah, I believe he has a, a child with. What her. do you think of her? A good-looking woman. I was just—I'm looking at a picture right now. As a matter of fact, that you she's said cute. that. Hold it up. She's cute. cute. Yeah,
1: yeah she's cute. cute. Yeah. Um. Shout out to our other associate producers, G-Unit, Jay Gambino, Neil McLeod, Vic Condor, Garcia Kane, CM Black Pixels, Jacob Eston, Michael John Buchanan, Stell, Derek Brewer, Jerry Stewart, Johnny Marin, Michael Westfall, Brandon Foley, Chuck Lentz, Tony, Chris Harris, Keith Doherty, John Krauser, once again, Roger Rubio, Fatty316, Stan The Man Loudon. Don Tony's political advisor, D-Boy gentleman Ernesto Defensa, Timothy Keel, Kane Shaw, Jeffrey Collins, James Mills, Cockboy, Jay Smoothie, Tom Baffa, Joseph Nicoluck, Nico Time, Michael Rhino, Paul Convoy, Adam DeMoy, Billy Taylor, Al Hashmi, Brett Webster, Aaron Klaus out in here, Anthony Smith, James Grusel, Mark Israel, Bob O'Mack, CJ Uihara, Crestman, James Deal, Switch Babe, Courtney Summers, Diogo Nobre, John Coffey, Tim Everhart, Andrew 914, Donald J. Trump, Russell Zavala, Murray Coombs Jr., Douglas McKay, Keith Lee, James Farmer, John Garcia, Mad Dog No Good, Tommy Pakeshi, Larry Trailer, Zach Spoonamore, Chris Lumner, Rich Mahog, Julian LeBlanc, Big Red, Brandon Rice, Spider Lewin, Metaphor Isaac Fox, Rob McCabe, Carl Butowicki, Cheese of Rice, Brian Byrne, Daniel Warren, and Michael Como. And start next week. I'm gonna just take everybody's names and mix it up in a hat, proverbial hat, and we're gonna just uh, shout out everybody a little bit differently. Because uh, I, I, I know some, you know, kind of not like that they're at the bottom of the list. And trust me, nobody that yeah, I mentioned
2: do with any status or anything like that. It's
1: yeah, nothing. it's just you know, look, I get into the habit of cutting and pasting a little bit also because I don't want to leave anybody out, but. I can't thank you all for the support and trust me, you know, uh, whenever, you know, we think of uh, anybody out there that thinks that, oh, the shows are history and stuff like that. We always think of their unwavering support and we, you know, we get knocked straight like a, you know, there's some hardcore supporters of what we do. And if we had to only do shows in front of 150 people would still be more than a lot of podcasts out there. They would be the ones. So everybody on Patreon, just shout-out to all of you. Yeah, because you really do help us, you know. uh, Don't feel guilty that you caused this IRS issue, motherfuckers. (laughs) No, (laughs) no. (laughs) They had nothing to do with it. But, Uh, you know, shout-out to all of them. By the way, Tuesday Uh morning, I will send the VIPers uh, the thread so you can send in your questions for Breakfast Soup Live and Castle Chronicles (laughs) Thursday. And, um... I will be doing the Ask Us Anything and we'll probably open it up to all patrons.
2: Boy, Boy, Crestman really going hard at you, DT, today. Well, what did he say? No, he's being silly in the chat. He's oh. saying that he tipped off the IRS.
1: He's just mad because I kicked his ass so bad in fantasy baseball that he didn't even return this year. He wow. was so him envir- out of the game.
2: I'll he the game,
1: he fucking pussied out. He left me there high and dry, dealing with all these <laughs> Canadians that I don't even know. I'm fucking on, I'm on that league. I don't know anybody there. <laughs> He's
2: saying lies, DT. I'm lies.
1: like, what's up, everybody? And they're like, who are you? And I'm like, oh, you know, Chris brought me here several years. The, that guy, that deserter, everybody hates me on that page. <laughs> oh,
2: <sure. laughs> oh, I'm kidding with Cress. Cress is insider. good people, man. No, we, he's great. Cress is great people.
1: It's yeah. amazing when I think how many years I played fantasy baseball with him. Even going
2: back to the ESPN leagues, it's got to be over a decade uh, yeah, it's got to be before. Were you playing before we even formed Don, Antonio Kevin, Castle? Um, uh, round, round table?
1: I think I was doing, playing a little bit with good. News. Chris said yes. Crest said, uh, said 2008. Wow. Wow. 11 years, man. Going on. Well, you know what? Not 11 years. Only 10 because you pussied out this year, motherfucker. So this year does wow. not count.
2: Wow. I'm kidding. He knows I'm just joking. He took a year off. Can I, let me shout out some people. Yeah, of course. Uh, just, yeah, obviously, you know, what today is DT because you were a big part of it. Yeah. And you know what? I got to say
1: this, honestly, you know, everything with the IRS thing started Friday. I had no idea about anniversary. What, you know, what I read earlier today and you're talking about bad timing for you. I'm saying to myself, the fuck do i look like here i mean you know i'm trying to like do everything right and you know i'm a little bit pissed off and i'm venting and i'm like go figure it's the anniversary of what you're about to say and i kind of felt bad after i mean you know it's just like <laughs> i know i should but i had no idea until after you wrote it and i'm like Come on, man. Seriously, IRS yeah, you had time. to you you had to wait until this weekend to send me the letter. Send me it 2 weeks ago. This way I would have probably paid the bill instead of buying the ring or maybe oh, 2 geez. 3 weeks from now. Yeah, but seriously, god.
2: Uh yeah, 5 and it's amazing how many of you guys were with us 5 years ago. I mean, everyone's saying I was there, I heard the episode. Uh yeah, it's 5 year anniversary of my father's passing. He died uh, August 19th, 2014. And so just so we're clear on it, what, what happened was the night before I was on with DT, DT had asked me if I wanted to be off because my father was in his final days of hospice. I said, no, because my brother Mark was going to be there on Monday night and go to Tuesday. I'd go on Tuesday to see him or I'd go Wednesday morning. I didn't know that he was going to pass on uh, that day on the 19th at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Because, yeah, the, I remember you saying to me, you sure you want to be on tonight? And you, you know, at any minute, you might have to get off the show. And I said, you know, we'll play it as it comes. I didn't get the phone call. Draper called me on the 19th the next day at 2 o'clock, and that's when it happened. So, yeah, it was the night before, actually, my father passed, was the, was the show. He was uh, on his final hours. And then it came on the following week. Obviously, and gave an update on what happened during the week after the funeral services and all that. But I remember all you guys knew, and it was a real compelling episode. I don't know if it's still up there anymore because – Epic Sports took down a lot of clips, so I don't believe it's up there anymore, DT. I don't think
1: it is. No, the, all of our episodes are still online.
2: Oh, is it, is it still online? Okay. Sure. Oh, no, I'm saying for uh, the YouTube clips uh, that people would used to see. YouTube, you know,
1: you want to know something? <clears throat> yeah. I looked at my Don Tony email. Mm-hmm. I looked at everything. I checked spam. No email from Epic Sports. Oh, because goodness. a few people said to me that if I had a clip take, that taken down, I could have... <laughs> told, uh, YouTube that I made a mistake or reverse something. And, um, there are no emails at all from Epic sports. So I think if I would have screwed that guy over in any way, shape or form, I think he would have probably contacted me and said, Hey man, the fuck did you do? You got my whole channel shut down. And I, and honestly, between me and you, I can't believe and I won't accept that this guy th- is that upset because I asked him to take a clip down. Because I have in the past brought up once in a while, look, dude, could you take this down? I really don't think you know we should put this up because we did this or did this. And he would say, no problem. The problem is is I no longer have any contact for him and he had no email on the YouTube channel. So I find it just odd that he would get that offended To Taking it down so I don't Think that it has anything To do with what I talked about
2: Yeah I don't think it did either But uh, just getting back To that because I want to thank everybody who wrote And and sent messages and also Obviously it's Draper's father too my brother John Who's if any of you guys are in the dark About that uh, John Draper's my real life Brother so that's uh, Joe Scandano's His dad too Uh, John was not Part of anything back then this is how You know it was five years ago John was not yet on the soup uh, he would that was probably to come about a year later um but yeah it's john's dad too and uh you know along with my three other brothers and yeah it's a it's a somber kind of time you you know you wonder where the time went and you know where you were at this particular time and like i said the show is still running and people ask me if my dad ever actually heard me on the don tony kevin cow show yeah he did he, he heard it a couple of times I and mean, his girlfriend tuned in a few times back in 2014 when he was sick and actually uh hooked up to a lot of, of uh, machines. Uh, they actually played it for him a couple of times. He's got a kick out of hearing my voice on the radio. So that was interesting to hear. And, uh, yeah, it's just one of those times and everybody goes through it. I mean, you know, listen, you, you, you uh, at my age, I'm, I'm lucky to have my, my mom in good health and around and, and doing well and stuff. I didn't get so lucky with my dad not making the cut, so to speak, and dying only at 71 years old. But um, I'm grateful for the time I had with him. And he was a big supporter of me and my brother. And, uh, you know, gave us a lot of good things. And uh, like I said, had his flaws like his sons do. But he was a good man at heart. And I miss him a lot. And thank you, everybody, for uh, all the love you showed today. And if you like the picture, you finally got to see a family picture of us in all the glory. Me in a tuxedo, who would go figure uh, with my long hair slicked back in a ponytail like a Steven Seagal thing. Hey, it was 1995. Uh, So that look was a little cultivated back then. And you saw Draper with hair. Um and you saw the whole family. So my mom looking great, my dad looking good. 1995 was a good year. I thought that was the picture to put up. I'm glad everybody liked it.
1: That's cool. Absolutely yeah. cool. Very cool. Thank you. Uh I um we got Smackdown tomorrow. You think they're going to just go with the uh yeah, it was me all... It was me, Roman! It was me all along! Yes, yes, yeah. You think it's going to be Daniel Bryan and uh, Roman all along? You think they might throw a little swerve?
2: Isn't it, isn't it too obvious? I mean, is it so obvious that they ruined it already, or is there, was there a swerve? And if it's a swerve, who could it be? But it's so obvious that it's Daniel Bryan, but too obvious. It feels...
1: Know. You know what? If this was 10, 20 years ago, I would think we would get some type of a swerve, but you just kind of feel like, you know, they're going to just attack him anyway. Even though I don't know. I mean, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. I mean, if Daniel Bryan, I know he's facing Buddy Murphy tomorrow. All right? Um, but who is Daniel Bryan going to feud with other than this? And where does Samoa Joe fit in all this? Because Samoa Joe... You know, yeah, they could still kind of turn him baby face, and it kind of feels like they're tinkering with him a little bit, but I just would love to be swerved tomorrow. I don't want it to end up being Daniel Bryan and Rowan anyway. And it kind of feels like they may end up doing that.
2: It's just like, who the fuck could it be, unless they bring back Luke Harper?
1: Yeah, I I thought of Luke Harper. I mentioned Luke Harper a while back. I thought... Mm -hmm. You know, if Lars was back from his injury, you know, it would have been uh, interesting to have him be part of it. I still get a kick out of people from a couple of weeks ago that I was actually trying to do the forensics, like forensic files. They were trying to figure out the height, the distance between off the floor and the hand that pushed the fucking thing. And by, by them determining the hand, like at chest level, they could determine the height of whoever pushed that barricade onto Roman. So, uh but no, it never got to that point.
2: Yeah, no, it never did. But again, I think sometimes the obvious is not so obvious. But lately, they're not even trying anymore. So maybe it's just like, yeah, it's Daniel Bryan. We'll reveal it tomorrow, whatever. Mm-hmm. No, no big deal. And with their major star, like, you know, Roman Reigns, who still is a major star, you would figure they would want to do something more interesting. But a Daniel Bryan-Roman Reigns feud is, is good. I mean, I haven't seen, seen anything like that in a while. So I think that'll be a pretty good feud. Roman's a lot better in the ring. I don't think he's the same he used to be. But even the fans have been kind of kind to him. And everyone did put him over last week, DT, for him going the distance and taking those knees to the face from Buddy Murphy and putting Buddy Murphy over. And I heard there was an exchange in the locker room where Murphy was very emotional and uh, thanked Reigns. And Reigns thanked him and told him he's got it. And uh, it was a very uh, emotional exchange, I heard. So
1: You know what? I'm happy for Buddy Murphy for getting that much play on SmackDown because yeah. he just felt for the two weeks prior to Buddy Murphy was just going to be like a new whipping boy. And he really showed in the ring why he was always looked at like a really great talent that was not being utilized the right way. Mm-hmm. And I loved all the appreciation that was given because last week we had two awesome matches. You had Alexander versus McIntyre, and um, we'll get to the king of the ring in a moment. And you had Reigns versus Murphy. With that said, though, I tell you, man, I would love for people out there, you, you have to do this spur at a moment, though. I'd love for people out there to give us their top, three favorite Roman Reigns matches of all time. Like just like top three, like excellent matches that they absolutely loved. And the funny thing is, is that other than maybe a title win, I I don't know if Roman Reigns has had top caliber matches repeatedly where you could, you understand what I'm saying? Like, It just felt like after all of these years, Roman Reigns has a match that people are like, whoa. I'm like, this guy has been pushed to the moon for five years almost. And it takes a match with Buddy Murphy to get all this airtime I put that more on Buddy Murphy as props than actual Roman Reigns' props. I mean, Roman Reigns, look, him showing all that respect to Buddy Murphy was excellent. I can't complain about that at all. But I also look at Roman Reigns' caliber and quality of matches over the years, and I'm like, um, you might need to thank Buddy Murphy a little bit for this match, too, because... You know, I don't recall many other matches on that level that really just really brought Roman Reigns to a different level. And what does that say more about Buddy Murphy or less about Roman Reigns?
2: No, I think they both. I mean, they both got good, uh, very, very little criticism. Everyone has. I'm not a Reigns fan, but I got him props. Like I said, those knees he took were uh, one of them, I think, nailed him right in the middle of the forehead. Because, uh, you know, Buddy Murphy was probably a little overzealous. He was excited for this opportunity. So even in losing, he won. And I think this you'll now see almost like the rise in a way of uh, Sean Waltman as the one, two, three kid. And then morphing into Xbox, we can maybe see uh, now he's a Hall of Famer could be the rise of of Buddy Murphy in that way, maybe in a even grander way. Uh, I always think of Xbox because of Scott Hall putting him over. Now, yes, he did win and Buddy Murphy did lose. But again. That this is just the beginning for Buddy Murphy. He can get a big win tomorrow night and, and continue from there. I thought they were maybe going to make him a babyface, but it looks like he's still going to be a heel. But they might flip that. They'll see. Maybe, DT, do you think maybe it depends on how the crowd reacts to him tomorrow, at where his destiny goes with a babyface or a heel?
1: I think Buddy Murphy's better suited as a babyface. Do you think so? Really? I okay. think him versus Daniel Bryan could actually be an extended feud if WWE put stock into it.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's a good point.
1: I actually... I, I know Buddy Murphy's probably better suited as being a heel, but I actually would not mind Buddy Murphy. He doesn't necessarily have to be the clear cut baby face, but he could be one that is like, how do
2: I say this the right way?
1: You know, like you know when someone is—is is that the right term? Asexual. Where someone just doesn't identify one or the other.
2: Well, that was they used to describe. You remember DTR old mayor in the seventies and early eighties? Ed Koch is asexual.
1: Yeah, actually, yeah, that's true. You didn't know if Ed yeah. Koch went to the strip joint or went to the fucking bathhouse.
2: Yeah, 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 they said that he was the ultimate asexual. Yeah, Ed Koch. That's true.
1: Yeah, you know, maybe Buddy Murphy could be the non-binary wrestler where well, you don't know if he's a heel or a baby face and doesn't lean one way or the other. You know, maybe mm-hmm. he likes his M&M's playing M with Peanut. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, huh? uh I got a kick out of this tweet. No Way Jose Wants to Face Nakamura at Night of Champions. Oh, good Lord. I, that tweet made me wish <laughs> that Vince McMahon was 10 years younger. Why is that? Because if Vince McMahon was 10 years younger, by now you would have expected some type of a skit on TV. When No Way Jose just wants an opportunity. And, you know, you just picture Vince's words going, No Way Jose! You know, like, it's like his name is, like, perfect. Like, No Way Jose. Seriously, like, when he got that job from WWE, I mean... And they say to you, "We're gonna call you no way, Jose." I understand right. you got the fucking, you know, the uh, what uh, Leo Kruger used to have, and yeah. fucking, you know, with the, you know, the whole entourage. No way, Jose! But at the end of the day, I mean, that must be a running gag backstage. Um, mm. Hey, you think no? You think Jose's gonna be? on? You think he'll be on the card today? No way, Jose! You, <laughs> hey, you think there's any chance I'll wrestle on Raw today? No way, Jose. Oh, you know, I would love to fight Nakamura. No way, Jose. Like, he's got to be the brunt of, I mean, even if I was his girlfriend in real life, if he, Mm -hmm. you know, does swing from that end of the vine, I I would just, to be an asshole one night, like, hey, honey. Why don't you put on something nice? I would love, I would, seriously, I would actually pay money if we had video of her just like turning sideways and looking at him with a really sexy look on her face and going, no way, Jose. <laughs> You're like, you got to just keep rejecting him, seriously. I, I, I would go to an autograph signing and if he has one of those booths, I would just say, you know what? Give me tickets, you know, oh, what about him? No way, Jose! No way. There's different ways you could say
2: it. You you know you could be like, well, we were growing. When we were growing up. That was like a little kid thing to say. No way, Jose! Like there'll be like a thing on the playground to tell people. Yeah, like Jose yeah. would like come up
1: to you and say, "Hey, I got laid last night," and you'd be like, "No way, Jose! Oh, no way!" And then you could be like, uh, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna get laid tonight." No way, Jose. Or or you could, I, uh, yo, hey baby, come here. You know, twenty bucks. No way.
2: Jose. Yeah. So you're saying like you could say it either uh, dismissively or you could say it like a you know, like with a big um, enthusiasm.
1: Yeah. No way, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would I want that character? Yeah. Hey, we're gonna give you this gimmick. We're gonna call you no way, Jose. I I could just picture it. Hey, Vince, you think I get a little bit of an opportunity? <laughs> What's Which your way? name? No way, Jose. It's like, you, you don't win. You No, no yes way, Jose. I can't believe this fucking Mataraz hasn't done a hashtag yet. Yes way, Jose. It's just like, give Jose a chance. I mean,
2: yeah, if I was saying, sure,
1: First of all, there's probably 50,000 Jose's in America that are trying to fucking get a good job that might have crossed the border illegally that fucking just want a job and they're doing hashtag give Jose a chance, you know? Give Jose a chance. How the fuck do you start a hashtag? He really did, everybody. He said he started a hashtag, hashtag give Jose a chance. Well, what does he think he's the only Jose on fucking Twitter? Fucking, mm. the th- fucking drink that liquor, cognac or whatever it is. And fucking th- that every this Jose's for everything. Uh, th- what? Oh, what? What the? What the? The Puerto Rican fireman name his kids <laughs> Jose and O's B. Jose
2: and Jose yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why did? Where did I hear that from? I heard that from uh, a movie or a TV show. I can't remember. Oh yeah, I can't remember. Jeez, but I but
1: seriously, that. how do you write hashtag Give Jose a chance? There's probably a hundred thousand fucking produce people out there out of work saying, "Hey, you know, key food. Give Jose a chance." You know, hashtag. I fucking- Chris is
2: asking. Chris is asking. Wasn't that the tagline for the kid on Cosby? Oh no way. No, it was Chris. It was the girl on uh, Full House, Michelle, the little kid. Full House. Yeah, ch- chat uh Chat side. Form says, yeah, it was the kid. Uh, I don't think you watch that show. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Full, full House, I never
1: liked Full House. Was that with the little twin girls, the Olsen twins, or whatever? yeah, the
2: Olsen twins? Yeah, Full House. Yeah, they were. She was to say, "No way, Jose." I she was mean, like, three you know, years they, "They were entertaining."
1: I mean, they were a little bit too young for me to like. Oh, they're so cute, and the fucking the fathers. and you know, I don't. I I never liked that show. Didn't they come out with like a sequel a couple of years yeah, ago? The
2: full, Fuller House on Netflix got canceled though. Oh, I figured. Oh yeah, it did age poorly, Ben. You're right. The show, the show doesn't hold up today. It definitely aged poorly. Yeah, it did. Yeah, not a lot of shows age well. No, on those shows, you know, he was talking about Full no, House. no, not a oh, lot yeah. of shows age well. <laughs> uh, I think Three's Company doesn't age well, but we love it. I mean, I don't know if millennials would love Three's Company because it's so kitschy '70s, but. Uh, I would say Family Ties aged well. I would think uh, some of those shows, uh, some of the shows, age, Cheers aged well, the whole bar thing, and people yeah. knowing who you are when you walk to a bar. Mm. That's still, There's still neighborhood bars like that. I think Cheers aged well. Mm.
1: Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, We were joking about Jose a little bit. You know who really should be getting a second chance? Uh, no. Ravishing Rick Rusev.
2: Ravishing Rick Rusev. Did you see his new look? No, I didn't see it. Does anybody have it? Want to put it up on the chat? Rusev's new look. I did not see it. Really, all he did was
1: okay. get like almost like the Bobby Roode mustache a little bit. Oh, but okay. you look at him sitting down, and he's got shades of ravishing Rick Roode a little bit in his face. Oh, I, I call him ravishing Rick Rusev. Ravishing. But uh, yeah, someone will so put I'm the picture to, in the I'm chat. I'm trying. I'm trying
2: to find the picture. I can't find
1: one. Yeah, I mean, him and Lana haven't been on TV, and uh, oh you know, god, they
2: haven't been on TV. In I, long. How do
1: you like? Seriously, how do you screw up pushing Rusev?
2: I, I, mean, I don't know. The
1: guy had a top-selling shirt. I think Catch Rusev race. Day, yeah. yeah, Rusev Day would still click with fans. I mean, you got two things right there that could be somewhat uh just, you know, rehashed a little bit or I mean, my God, he got fucking the, the pancake stuff for Lord knows how long. I mean, I'm not saying a Rusev would be on the level of New Day, but, you know, I mean, I understand Lana may not be as, as good graces, but, yeah. I mean, Lana, a lot of fans used to chant Lana more than they wanted Rusev. I mean, Lana is not the clear-cut wrestler that, anybody or maybe she even thought she was going to be, but yeah. my God, that's not, and with all due respect, that's not two Dana Brooks sitting on the sidelines.
2: No, I agree. I mean, listen, I'm blocked from fucking Facebook and Twitter after I called her piece of ass and someone sent it to her. Uh, you remember what happened with that? Um, that's why I missed those uh, epic sports clips, but uh, I checked her out on Instagram and she's looking I mean, listen, I never said she wasn't fine as looking woman. She is. And she was doing some bikini shots for the summer and she's posting all these things on Instagram because she's not she's not doing anything and looking good, but not doing much. That's I mean, the even, picture. But you got to oh, zoom in a little yeah, bit. You got to zoom in a little bit more
1: and then you'll see what I'm talking about. I call him ravishing Rick Rusev.
2: Dude, he looks like you a little
1: bit. He does. You but He's got muscles.
2: Oh, jeez
1: he's got muscles i mean oh, he looks
2: yeah he looks a lot more jacked I'm, I'm down to shit.
1: 247 but uh and i'm and I'm almost six four but uh you know yeah
2: is he six four he's that big
1: I don't know if he's six four but i'm I'm six uh, three and three quarters that's my official height but Respect. uh but I don't have um I don't have muscles like that. I think I have fat deposits still on my arms and stuff. Like, I could flex a certain way, and it's like, oh, he's been working out. No, it's just fat deposits to have not melted
2: Chad said he's six feet.
1: Oh, wow. So I'm I thought, told. I thought, yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought he was bigger. Yeah. I will never forget. I've brought this up at least five times over the years. I will never, ever forget working at USA Pro Wrestling one time, and Jonathan Coachman brought... The class of Tough Enough, where Miz was involved in. The class of Tough Enough to one of Goodman's shows. And we hung out backstage with the entire class of Tough Enough, (laughs) including Miz, and the one thing that blew my mind, seeing up close and personal, is how fucking tall Jonathan Coachman is. How tall is he? I don't know how tall he is. I actually did not look... Well, I think he played He played basketball in college, so he might be like 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, I never looked at his actual height. Maybe somebody could go on Wiki really quick. Chat says he's 6'3". There is no way that Coach is only 6'3", because Coach seemed a lot taller than me. Unless maybe he was wearing fucking platform shoes that you night. Walked,
2: he walked past you?
1: I met him and shook his hand oh, oh, and was talking to him a little bit.
2: And he was bigger than you. He
1: looked, yeah, Kevin is saying he's 6'6". I believe that. I could not believe how, I mean, unless maybe he was standing on a step that I don't remember, but he was a lot taller than I thought that he would be. And everybody there was cool. Miz, everybody was cool. But I always remember Coach just standing there and like having that presence. And it wasn't like, oh my God, it's the coach. It was like, Holy shit, how fucking tall is he? Some people are saying that he's 6'3". There is no way Jonathan Coachman is 6'3". There's no way. I'm almost 6'4". Uh, and look, I mean, maybe I grew... I honestly think I grew to two inches over the last 15 years because I used to go to doctors back in the day, and I was 6'2", and I've been telling people I was 6'2 up until three months ago. I went to the doctor, and they checked my height and my weight, and I saw the girl. She wrote down 6'4". And I said, were you, wearing, were you wearing shoes? No, I wasn't wearing shoes. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, I said, how tall am I? She says, uh, just a drop under 6'4". And I said, wow. you're kidding. She's like, you want me to re you? I said, yeah. So I she measured and it was 6'3", and like three-eighths or something, and I'm like, can't be. So I went home that day and I got really excited because I got one of those scales that tells you like your fat percentage and all this other stuff. And I'm like, "Wait a minute, if I'm 6'4 instead of 6'2, then my body fat percentage is well under 30%." So I went over to my parents' house and I told my dad, I said, "Dad, you got a tape measure nearby?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Could you measure my height?" And he put the tape measure on the floor and he did the perfect thing and he put the mark on the wall and we measured it and it was just a drop on the 6'4". And he said to me, he goes, there's no way you're 6'4". I said, I know, but that's what the doctor said too. So Ben is saying, how can I grow? Well, Mm -hmm. I I could give you the answer. When I first knew I was 6'2", at one point I got up to 365 pounds So probably from gaining all that weight, I probably grew an extra two inches. Now I lost that weight and I still have the height. But this God honest truth, I mean, if people really force me to, I I will be more than happy to fucking measure my height on fucking video. But um, I was excited, I'm like, you know, even today when I went for clearance, the girl is like, uh, what's your height and your weight? And I said, uh, just drop under 6'4". And I just, it felt good to, to say that 6'4", he says, is tall for Italians No, it is actually, that is rare Yeah, it's, just a true. drop uh, I I think 6'3 would probably be more apropos But just a drop under 6'4 Wow Surprised um, Speaking of surprise, Did you hear what Edge said on his podcast? Even though he feels WWE would never clear him
2: uh, That he wants one more match He thinks He can have one more good match. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. He was being serious. I thought he was joking. No, he Uh, felt
1: that if he continued the stem search and continued his rehab, he thinks that he could possibly have one more good match, that he feels really, really good. Um, But he also realistically feels that there's no way WWE would clear him. So you will get the the once-in-a-while spear that he did, like he did to Elias. But um I tell you, that would be let me actually, you know, I want to ask an honest question because I know mm-hmm. we have a lot more younger viewers now that weren't around, you know, maybe fifteen years ago mm-hmm. um in wrestling. But do you think Edge would get a tremendous following from current fans? Like you think they would get tremendously behind I'm not saying on undertaker level, but no. you saw Bet Phoenix come back yeah. and you know, if you thought Natty's reaction was polite, bet Phoenix was even more polite. Yeah. Um, you saw Trish come back. Yes, Canada, but it also felt extremely polite. Do you think Edge would get an unbelievable following throughout like an entire, like maybe storyline that lead to one more match
2: at Mania or something? You think the fans would really get behind that? Well, here's the thing. Edge is still kind of in the spotlight. Say what you want because uh, i had this the discussion with my brother people did watch the edge and christian show and they did lie i thought it was funny i watched all the episodes all the time everyone took it as ah. no one watched that show i know a lot of people watch and some younger fans that i know go to shows who play in bands in their late teens early 20s like that shirt as a matter of fact i saw someone wearing a reeking of awesomeness shirt retro shirt at a concert two weeks ago that i worked uh so yeah i think edge is still in the spotlight he still you know does some things he does television stuff he's kind of a A celebrity outside of wrestling, to a degree. Listen, he he retired in his prime. He was on top. Would he beat Del Rio that night when he retired his last match? And he gave the speech. Yeah, he retired on. He retired on top. He was in his prime. He was not even forty yet. He was in his late thirties, and uh, I think he can maybe still go. He still looks pretty good. Uh, I think the young. I think millennials like him. I think he's he's still in that age range. But you're talking about like uh, mid to late teens, DT.
1: Yes. Yes. And you know what, uh, I agree with Kevin Wrote in the chat uh, Kevin Milwaukee um, Saudi Arabia money
2: Yeah, of course
1: That's could be, you know, where he's hinted at You know, even if it's a spear or two Maybe some Saudi cash
2: Yeah Kevin's say a lot of intelligent things um, <laughs> But yeah, that's I think he retired in his prime and he still got the itch And I think when he hit that spear he maybe was like You know, I feel like I can maybe still go And if he can get that uh, you know, situation taken care of. But if will he ever get cleared? Uh, you know, he might be cleared medically by one group or another. But will the WWE powers that be say, "Oh, that's good enough for us"? Yeah, you know, that, they don't uh, want anybody getting hurt on their watch anymore.
1: I agree, and that's that's the most important part to make of this. You know, well, look you-
2: at Daniel Bryan, DT. How long did they shine him on for? Like three years.
1: Sure. Sure.
2: Yeah. I mean. I mean. But Edge is also a lot. Oh, you don't think it's remotely a Daniel Bryan situation, right?
1: No, because Daniel Bryan was more neuro- neurological, in my opinion, yeah. and Edge is more physical. Like yeah. there are specific, you know, physical aspects of his injury. Daniel Bryan had physical aspects as well, but I thought his was more neuro- neurological, and yeah. I think that's why Daniel Bryan had a better chance of being cleared than Edge. And look even though Edge may feel he can go and even though, you know, as an independent contractor, you know, that's controversial in itself. But remember, Brock Lesnar does not get drug tested because Brock Lesnar is not considered a full-time employee. So if Edge only works a one-shot deal, he doesn't necessarily have to be bound by WWE wellness or anything like that. <coughs> and But at the same time, though, you bring him to Saudi Arabia – and he fucking gets crippled for, you know, landing a different way or, you know, realizing that he couldn't do what he thought he could do, even though, you know, it's, it's a different set of circumstances, it still happens on WWE's watch. And WWE, on their watch, they want nobody getting seriously injured. They don't want no accidents other than, you know, on the occasional staples and stuff like that. And they certainly don't want any deaths
2: under their watch. Well, Ben is making a good point. He thought physical injuries are better at healing than brain injuries, wouldn't they be? Uh, yes, but that but that's
1: he's proven my point. When you physically see on a, on a fucking x-ray or an MRI or a CAT scan a physical disability, and I don't mean disability that, you know, somebody's in a wheelchair, but I'm saying if you look on a CAT scan and see uh, on a report that this is screwed up. You have something that you're looking at that actually shows it. Neurological, it's more of reaction. It's more of numbness. It's more of strength. I mean, Daphne posted a medical update today that she found out that there was a cyst growing, I think, on her C1. And uh, shout out to Daphne. Uh, Really, really one of the most genuinely nice sweet people I've ever yeah, uh, came across through with wrestling. but
2: And we had her on the show, too. We forgot to mention her when we were talking about wrestlers we had on the show one time.
1: I never had Daphne and DTKC. I had her on Minority Report.
2: No, we had her on a show that I was, I was on oh, the yeah, show. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. That yeah. Mine was a hotline, actually. It wasn't oh, even right, right, a podcast. Right, yeah. Yeah. No, no, I remember I'm saying, but we had a wrestler on. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. But, um, you know, look at her. I mean... This got detected. It's something that's physical. You could see neurological. Sometimes you can't actually see. It could be damaged nerves. It could be. So it's a lot different. I mean, it's it's I to me, it's better in a bad way, but it's better to be able to detect something by looking at it than trying to find you know the what the problem is. I mean, I'm not trying to compare me to Edge or anybody else but i've been dealing with this pain in my midsection in my my that area for about 18 months now and february i had diverticulitis surgery and i thought okay you know it's going to take me 6 months to recover and i still have pain from it and i thought okay that's the 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 you know everything's resolved and the next thing i know i have pain under my rib cage and I had pain on my back, and I went to three different doctors, and they said, oh, it's muscular. There's nothing really you could do about it. They gave me an injection in my back, which relieved some pain, but they can't give you an injection in your stomach because there is no area like, a, like cortisone that they could really hit. Yeah. So they're saying, oh, you just got muscular pain, and it got worse and worse and worse, and the next thing I know, I'm throwing up like crazy out of nowhere. And I thought it's because of drinking coffee and an empty stomach. I thought it's the diet I'm on. And sure enough, after doing more tests, they said, oh, oh, this is what's going on. Besides your diverticulitis, your gallbladder's only working at 25%. So my, my gallbladder is not emptying the fucking sludge and the bile and all that stuff as quickly as it should. And it's getting inflamed. And the pain that I have in my back is caused for my gallbladder. So now Thursday I have the surgery. But the point is, is that I went on a searching expedition for a year and a half for them to, to find this. And hopefully this is the end of it. But, you know, with neurological, sometimes you may never be able to find exactly what is the cause. And you could do EMGs and you could do a lot of these tests. And still, even with that, you may not know the exact cause. My mother, God bless her, She's got this unbelievable problem where her mouth, at times, her lips feel like they're on fire, like she ate hot pepper. And they've done, they have done—they don't know. They've done blood tests. They've given her CAT scans. They've checked this. They've checked that. They thought it was related to the heart surgery. They can't figure it out. She'll just, out of nowhere, start getting this pain, this burning sensation in her mouth. I have read on the internet for hours and hours and hours of trying to figure out what it is and we can't figure out yeah. the answer she's had this for three years now
2: Why does it it hurts or it's a burning sensation
1: it's a, it's a burning sensation wow she drinks like tons of water to try to cool it and it doesn't really do it
2: you and lo- it, you look looked it up there's no name for the no the, no, I mean, there's already?
1: different causes, but they can't find the cause. So, like I said, having a physical injury, you could spot it and say, yep, C2, C3, it, you know, look at this, it's, ah. you know, it's disintegrated, it's this, it's that, it's degenerated, whatever it is. But when it's neurological, a lot of times you can't even figure out what the cause is. Jesus. Fucked up. It um, is. Um, we're going to wrap this up shortly. Uh, shout out to Texas Podcast Massacre You were on last uh, Wednesday
2: Yeah, my boys there, Mitch and them Great, great people what A movie? lot of fun What movie again? Uh, uh What do you call it? Uh, the Devil's Rejects With Rob Zombie film The Devil's okay. Rejects
1: alright, cool
2: uh, Shoot the Defense
1: Shout out to Stell uh, Great soccer podcast News from around the world Interviews, match reviews He's got a Patreon as well $2 a month And support him Support Texas Podcast Massacre Obviously Dell's Sneaker addict. He's got a patron. I subscribe to that as well. I think I subscribe to all of the patrons of our sponsors. If not, so. definitely PM me. Let me know. Uh, but Dell's good people. I talked to him tonight oh, a yeah. little good bit. Uh, he was a little concerned about uh, the future of the show. As I said, look, business, not personal, you know, it was bad timing. I know I had no idea about the anniversary. I know Tommy Pikeshi wanted to punch me in a goddamn mouth tonight. I felt that friction, Tommy. But, uh, you know, like I said, yeah, this, this was just... It's its scary shit to get something like that in the mail. And then when you see it go past, you know, five digits, you're like, Jesus. And again, let's
2: stress, it's not anybody's fault. Mish no, 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 no it's yours,
1: not. So I mean... They're... You know, it, the best way I could describe it is is that all the fucking income that came in, IRS put it as my income. And when you add that to what I make from my office, it took me from one tax bracket and put me in this other crazy tax bracket. And they're like, oh, you owe all this tax now. And by the way, we're going to penalize you. We're going to charge you interest. We're gonna do. It. I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't get all this money. What are you talking about? And they're like, oh, you can't claim this. You can't claim this. So... Like I said, it was just a snowball, and it just, you know, it was just a horrible thing to go through, but, you know, it is what it is. But uh, it's business, everyone. It's not personal. I even wrote what some people thought I was nuts, thought I was retarded. I said, look, I'm not mad at anybody. You know, am I disappointed? Am I annoyed that I got this letter? Am I fucking angry that, you know, I might get stuck for this?
2: Absolutely, they they lumped it together on you. I just, I just don't understand why it wasn't separated. The one thing that I'll say, and look, we don't
1: discuss our private conversations, especially Mish. You know what I'm talking about. And it's something with Mish. Has nothing to do with you and me. But I'll say this: I specifically told you and told Mish. Repeatedly this weekend, even though I am angry about getting what I got in the mail, I kept saying privately repeatedly that no matter what, I am not throwing anybody under the bus because no it was nobody's fault as far as what happened. And I even showed you that fucking essay of a letter that I wrote to them earlier today, telling them like, please, you gotta change this. And I gave them my reasons why. I never threw any anybody under the bus. You know, I may tell things like it is, and it might rub some people the wrong way, whether it has to do with shows or real life or whatever it is that I say online. But the one thing I don't ever do is I don't ever fuck anybody over. If somebody screws me, I will do it 50 times back.
2: Worse. That's not the case here.
1: Yeah, but nobody fucked anybody over here, and I kept repeating, look, don't worry. I'm not throwing anybody under the bus, but we got to, you know, Address 2019, so we don't have a repeat of it. That's pretty much what happened, and it blew you, out. You,
2: you, you, you did, bl- you did blame Bob Fresca.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: he's
1: <laughs> he's a prick. So a you're pick. not a fres- you're not a big Fresca. I'm not
2: a fan of Fresca. You don't uh, drink soda anymore.
1: No, I I you know what? I do drink soda now. It is called oh. Zevia. Z-E-V-I-A, because I know a lot of you out there have been asking me about the keto diet I'm on. And the funny thing is, this Thursday, I am being told that I can either cannot stay on this diet anymore or I have to dramatically tweak how I eat. Like, I can't just have one giant meal a day. I might have to break it up three different ways. But there is a diet soda out there called Zevia. Z-E-V-I-A, I believe it is. It's on Amazon. And what it is, it's diet soda, but it's sweetened with stevia, not equal and not NutraSweet and not fucking Sorbitol.
2: Cancer-causing shit.
1: No, it's just stevia, which does not affect your blood sugar, and apparently it's one of the only diet sodas that you can have on this diet. The diet sodas are very, very bland, but I've but I've tried the ginger ale, the mm-hmm. cola, and the caffeine-free. Oh, it's and the, the
2: best the one. Ginger ale, by far tastes like regular. I was going to ask you, like, what's the taste? Is it?
1: It's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, my girl, whenever we go to the diner, cherry coke. Cherry coke, cherry mm-hmm. coke, cherry coke. And and she actually took one of my ginger ales and added a little cherry syrup to it, and she said it was excellent. And like, she, a
2: Temple, like a Shirley Temple. Yeah, you know? yeah.
1: And Chris, congrats to you, my friend. He uh, is down 20 pounds. I know John has been doing the same diet. And, oh, cool. You know, cool for everybody out there who is uh, trying. It's it's not easy. It's a fucking battle. No, it's, it's if fucking it was not. easy, I would have had this weight loss twenty five years ago. Yeah. Uh, rock reviews, excellent podcast focuses on music, mostly in the rock scene from yesteryear. A lot of uh, entertaining reviews, not just typical music reviews. Just you know, really funny the way they go back and look at uh, albums now. Uh, totally different how we looked at them when they first came out. Elman Shaw, awesome artist, has a great displayed store. If you go to dontoni.com, just click the link and go check out his store. Even if you just even if you're not looking to buy anything and you just want to see a talented fucking artist, go check it out. Uh subzerocomics.com for your wrestling comic book pop culture collectible needs. Crisis in the Toyverse, Bobble Mac, great podcast, uh, features a lot of collectibles, bobbleheads, And um, you can find him on his website. I think it's undercovercapes.com. And he has a YouTube channel. Your Best Bargains, LLC. Mike, uh, always fun talking to you online, my friend. I hope all is well. And uh, thank you, Mike, about the water park. I will definitely talk about it, I think, tomorrow. And Raul Romo's House of Cards. He is on eBay. He sells a lot of wrestling cards, individual packs. And uh, I don't know if I said this earlier, but... On Patreon, I think I did, that Firefly Funhouse collectible that sold out in like 10 minutes on WWE's website, mm-hmm. I have one coming to me, and I also have on order uh, three of the actual puppets, um, and the thing is, is that is not releasing these puppets until August 30th. So we're going to have to wait about two weeks. But the next WWE pay-per-view is not until, I think, September uh, 16th, I think it is. So, you know, we'll have him in plenty of time. But that will be on the prize wall next. Uh, We have King of the Ring. And uh, tonight we had Samoa Joe advance. And he will face the winner of Ricochet and Drew McIntyre.
2: Interesting.
1: It makes me a little concerned about Drew McIntyre because would they have Samoa Joe face Drew McIntyre or you think they're more inclined to have him face Ricochet?
2: Uh, I'm not sure really. I, I, maybe, probably Ricochet, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, i think so. Yeah. I'm
1: still sticking with my original thought. I mean, because the next two matches for Raw is um, Ricochet and McIntyre, like I said. And then you have the winner of Miz and Corbin facing Cedric Alexander. And, you know, nothing against Cedric Alexander, but I would probably bet almost every asset that I own that Cedric Alexander is not winning King of the Ring. I just don't feel it. But I almost feel like Corbin being fed Cedric Alexander seems to be the way to go. I don't know if we would have Miz versus Alexander. I feel like it's going to be Corbin versus Alexander.
2: Yeah, probably, but I don't see uh, I don't see Alexander winning it. I, I it's too early. He had one good match and a good showing, but got to get him over a little bit more. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, on the flip
1: side, for SmackDown, we have Kevin Owens versus Elias, Ali versus Buddy Murphy. Now you almost feel like Buddy Murphy has to advance in this deal. Yeah, um, Shelton Benjamin versus Chad Gable, former tag team partners. Yes, Uh, Mm -hmm. that's going to be interesting. After all of these segments that Benjamin has done, you almost feel like he's got to advance. I think we will end up with Benjamin versus Andrade,
2: which would be a great match, by the way, because Benjamin could still go. He's 45 years old, but he could still go. And this might be his last hurrah uh, unless he wants to stick around and just put guys over, which is no crime. I mean, that's fine. But uh, Benjamin can still go.
1: Yeah, and I think we will have Owens versus Buddy Murphy advance yeah, Those two will be... face. And then after that, we'll we'll give our next predictions. As I brought up on, I think it was Breakfast with Blossie, they're going to milk King of the Ring until Clash of the Champions. So we will have, like, matches take place at the Garden. I think the right. first week in September. First the second week of September, I think it is. Um, but no, we will have this go for a couple of weeks. So they're going to make this feel a little bit more special. And I got to be honest with you. I remember King Barrett and although Wade Barrett did his best to really make that, you know, good, uh, this King of the ring feels a lot more important than the one that Barrett won. Think so? Yeah, it just, it just felt like they brought it back for Barrett just to put a crown on him and call him King Barrett. This actually feels like, like you know, the it almost feels like the wrestlers actually give a shit about winning this thing. You yeah, know, it's a little bit
2: more hyped up, yeah. It's
1: a little more hyped up, and the wrestlers, the way they're cutting their promos, they actually feel like this means something to them. And you look mm-hmm. at all the participants, you know, there's a couple of names you probably... Would not have put on this list, but there are all on the flip side of it, there aren't a lot of names where you feel like, you know, oh, this guy's almost a lock. Like, I'm not against Roman Reigns, but you don't see Roman Reigns on here, you don't see Shane McMahon on here, you know, you don't see you know, uh, Strowman on here, you don't see names that you feel like are going to be the clear cut winners. This is this is a king of the ring where you look at it, you're like. Hey, you know, I could see a certain thing, but I'm still, I still love the idea of King Corbin, Queen Evans, Queen Lacey Evans.
2: I like it. I like it too. I will, you know, the people might be a little dismissive of that because they're like, ah, oh, they're not gonna. I think that can do something because Lacey Evans obviously took a little powder from TV for a bit. Uh, people are thinking she's gonna get demoted, but I'm thinking they're gonna bring her back and maybe that is the way to do it on a regular basis and make her the queen. Did you see Corbin's outfit a little tweak tonight? Uh, I didn't see it, no. He's got
1: black jeans and a black shirt, but he doesn't look like a waiter at Starbucks anymore or whatever, or a fucking ground round restaurant. Hmm. Slightly tweaked,
2: you know, it looked a little bit yeah. better. He needed to they needed to do that with him anyway. It was getting ridiculous. Yeah. And I know he came back tonight, I just didn't notice the outfit.
1: Yeah, it's it's not bad. I mean it's you know, you still ask yourself like why is he wearing this? But it's better than what it was before.
2: Yeah, and I like King Corbin, like because people like you know who would you pick and you know uh, between the two, uh, King Drew McIntyre, King Corbin. I just think King Corbin can work because he can uh, irritate the fans more with the gimmick. He could be obnoxious with it. Drew, I just don't see him with the. I mean, I could kind of see it. He can kind of look like you know a Scottish king or something like that. But you know this diesel jacked up king. But Corbin will be like a total asshole about it. So I think you're right, D T. And I like the Lacey Evans connection. To something to they're not giving up on Lacey Evans just yet. Don't don't believe that at all. I think they're uh that might be the way. So you I'll give you the credit if they pull it yeah. off I think that's a good idea.
1: The the day they announced the return of the King of the Ring, I said they are definitely, definitely, maybe not right now, but they are
2: definitely doing Queen of the Ring. I mean, there's people saying, "Oh, Charlotte Flair automatically," but not necessarily, right? DT just no, she's no, called that nickname, sure, it's not going to be her, right? It's going to it be somebody it else. It could be
1: someone else, but you know, obviously, we need to see the brackets. But mm. you know, I mean, look, WWE has had this obsession the last couple of years that anything men could do, the women could do too. And I don't mind women doing the same thing to men, but oh, first ever Hell in a Cell, first ever this, first ever of the second ever, and blah, blah 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 blah. And it's like a lot of things felt like they're just doing it simply because the women haven't done it, and that's not you know smart business many times. Sure, you wanna have on paper that women did the same thing men could do, but not all forms of entertainment are all triggered towards uh, men or women. There are forms of entertainment. You know, like I say, I can't watch women beat the fuck out of each other in MMA. I just can't get yeah. into women you know, giving each other bloody noses. I can't watch that. Even if it was fucking the, the ghetto housewives of, of whatever. But um, this is like a gimme. Like, Queen of the Ring, it just sounds right. It makes sense. Why would you not have a tournament, especially since they, they the women's matches, on average, are a lot shorter than men's matches? And
2: they Lord knows they have enough, of, enough women not doing anything. Yeah, I'm telling
1: you, Queen of the Ring, it's happening. It's just a matter of when. And, you know, look, I said I like the sound of King McIntyre and King Ricochet. For some reason, I just like the way that sounds. But the more I thought about it, I said, ah, could you just picture King Corbin and Queen Evans? You know, like the the royal couple. You know, the two people that you fucking can't stand the most on TV with crowns and... It's like, come on. I mean, if WWE even said, you know, like for a -a make-a-wish, you could fucking book a storyline for a day... I think I think even somebody who no do no re, disrespect this is just light hearted, but I could picture somebody who's fucking absolutely brain dead that never watched wrestling before look at the fucking king of the ring and say
2: excuse me
1: queen of the ring you didn't have the queen of the ring if there's a king there's got to be a queen and you're not gonna have a king without. A proper queen, you're not gonna give a fucking crown to Ricochet and then give a queen crown to fucking Bailey. The king and the queen have to like mesh together
2: or be complete well, the, opposites. Well, you know that's they they anointed. Well, did Booker T anointed his wife uh, Queen Charmel? Right? WWE didn't. Yeah, didn't uh, Macho yeah. Man call Sherry Queen Sherry? Yeah, he anointed her queen, and I think Booker T did the same thing for his wife, who was not. I don't. Shame was never an active competitor in WWE, right? She was just a valet. She never wrestled. I
1: don't recall if she had a match at WWE. She had that god awful match m- with
2: Jenna Maraska. Yeah, right. And Impact and WCW. She never wrestled in WWE, I don't believe. I don't. You know what? I think at one time she may have been
1: advertised in like a handicap match or a three-way match. And it didn't end up. Someone out there may actually, I mean, obviously, I don't think anybody will have the answer before we're done tonight, but I could swear I remember her being advertised in a match or three, yes, Alan, you are right, Boogeyman. she Boogeyman? Uh, Yeah, a match with Boogeyman, involving Boogeyman she was supposed to be oh, part of.
2: Oh, okay, okay, and.
1: Okay. Chat says Undertaker versus Booker and Sharmel. I don't remember that one, but I do remember Boogeyman. I knew that it was something. I go through so much history footage that yeah, I, I may not ever stop on, you know, on uh, Sharmel, but you skim through it, and in the back yeah. of your mind, you log certain things. I remember her being something with a match.
2: That was a WrestleMania match, Boogeyman versus Booker T and God, I ahead, don't me. think so. Alan, is that what you meant, WM, WrestleMania? It could be WrestleMania. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It could very well be WrestleMania. WrestleMania oh, 22. 22 yeah. So,
1: yeah, but I remember something, I think, with SmackDown also. Oh,
2: I, I, could, didn't even remember that. I didn't even remember that match. Yeah. WrestleMania, I got to go back and watch it. <laughs> is, yeah. I didn't even remember it. I remember it. Sure. So, uh, I think
1: that's pretty much it. Um, you know, we'll see what happens tomorrow night on SmackDown. For those on Patreon, tomorrow, right after SmackDown, it'll be Breakfast Soup Live now um. All I'll say is that I know Mish has got some equipment stuff going on. And trust me, when SummerSlam went down, some people thought that Mish just left the show that night. And, you know, I think we all realized after everything was done, like, no, Mish would not right. do that. No. There is a legit issue that uh, uh, may prevent him here and there from actually having equipment on hand to do the show, some technical stuff on his hand. I talked to him tonight. Um, he will let me know tomorrow about Breakfast Soup Live. It looks like everything will be on schedule, no problem. And right. Wednesday, we do the Ask Us Anything. There's really no preparation involved. And re- remember, that's rapid fire. So don't Mm -hmm. give us, you know, you know, what do you think about no rapid fire is just like we answered 300 questions in like an hour, an hour and a half, just quick, 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 boom, 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 boom. So, um, and it'll make this week so easy because I will be under the knife on Thursday and, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of rehab going on after that, but, Hopefully this pain that I get. Like I said, that's the only reason why I'm not doing any video yet right now because I just it I look like a goof sitting on my side, sitting backwards. Sometimes you might hear me go a little distant on the mic. That's because I'm trying to cheat and, you know, have some bad posture so I don't get rib pain. And once this surgery's done and I can actually sit like a human being and fucking you know, talk and be a little animated and be you know in the center of the camera, yeah. But um, as much as this surgery is going to suck Thursday, I'm looking forward to it because I need to get pain free. This sucks. It is not what's the what's, what's
2: the what's the recovery time for
1: that? Uh, well, about a year. You know, as far oh, as forever? like the the real soreness, I think is a couple of months. I mean, I'm oh. going to have to wear like some type of a brace or something, especially if I sit up for any period of time. That's why next Monday legit is really up in the air with me or even uh, the Tuesday. I got to see how I feel once I have this done. I mean, I expect to be sore as fuck on Friday, but uh, we'll see how the weekend goes.
2: All right. So they ask us anything is you and Mish and then um, Thursday for Castle.
1: Yeah. And um, I know we mentioned ask us anything for this show. We are doing it next month. We just haven't picked a week yet and we haven't figured out how everybody could send questions in. Um, we
2: might, just, for the D- DTKC, man.
1: Yeah. So okay, we, yeah. we may do it on Twitter. Or we may give people two, three different options. It's not everybody's on Twitter, but we are going to do it in September and we will let everybody know in the next week or two.
2: Sounds good.
1: All right. Have a good night. You know, yes. my, con- well, I, I don't want to say condolences, but my thoughts are with you and your family and your friends, you know,
2: appreciate
1: that. not an anniversary you want to look for. I mean, look, this, last month was the would have been my dog's 20th birthday. And that blew me away because I'm like, wow, my dog would have been 20. And, you know, I think back to the shit that I went through and that's not fun to think about. And I could only imagine what it must feel like with, uh, you know, a parent. But, um, yeah, if I I would have known that over the weekend, I, I probably would have
2: waited till... Tuesday to piss you off, so. That's okay. Uh, plus, I know, I know. Plus, plus, Mish was involved, too, so he could share the pain.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, let me know about Thursday. I will get in touch with you uh, and see how you feel and let me know what you
1: yeah, want to Yeah, yeah, it'll be recorded one way or the other. I mean, look, me okay. hitting record and going back in the other room is nothing. It's it's the okay. same thing as me getting up to take a leak, so. What
2: what time is your surgery? I have no Thursday? idea.
1: They won't tell me till right. the day before. I believe, I'll be posting an update on Twitter
2: for everybody. Did they say how long it lasts?
1: Uh, It could go anywhere. from an hour, a little more, a little less. Is it a
2: bigger, is it more of a process than the last one?
1: No, it's supposed to be a lot less. Oh, really? It's supposed to be a much easier surgery. So, uh, you know, I'll believe it when I see it and feel it. Okay. All right. Well, I'll
2: catch you before then. Yeah. And I'll catch everybody else on Chronicles on Thursday. Yeah, and
1: look on uh, Discord. They're showing a little
2: uh, gif. Yeah, I see it. I'm seeing it it. Yeah, King posted it. Thanks, King. All right, guys. All right. Talk to you later. All right.
1: All right, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this episode. For those listening live, uh, if you want to download it, I'll have it online in about five minutes. And if you are online and you want to hear some additional audio, go to our Mixler. Unfortunately, I had problems with Discord over the weekend. And to be honest with everyone, there was so much stuff going on today. I honestly didn't think I was gonna have time to really like do anything. Anybody's on Discord, you know that when you first set up, they give you like these six like sets of password resets, and unfortunately, I can't find those passwords. And I requested a password reset from Discord. I think at least ten times uh, in the last twelve hours. And it's supposed to send you a text message with a code number. You enter it. You reset the password. And I never got the text message. And, you know, I contacted Discord. And, you know, oh, you got to just give it time and blah, 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 blah. And they don't give a shit about me and others out there. I mean, you know, they got more important things to worry about. But I remembered that I have Discord set up in my office. And the only reason why it's there is because one time I needed to talk to Mish about something, and we talked on Discord since I don't have Skype. So tonight, around 9.30 or so, I took a ride to my office, and I turned my computer on, and luckily, Discord was there, and I logged in, and I changed the password. It sent me the text message. And then once I got the password reset, I went back to my house over here. I reinstalled Discord, typed in a new password, and I was able to get in. And some of you even said that my audio sounded better than before. And I'm sure during the show tonight, you might have heard a tad of an echo. As I said last week, that is not on my end. But what I did during the show was I lowered Kev's audio a little bit and boosted up my mixer. And that seemed to have eliminated almost all of his echo. And um, so, yeah, I'm always trying to tweak things to make things better for everyone. But, you know, luckily we were able to do the show, both of us tonight. And I hope you enjoyed it. And um, again, you know, for everybody on Twitter, I swear to you, I'm not sugarcoating this. When there's problems in business or problems on, you know, the business side of what we do or finances, it ain't personal and tonight is a great example that no matter what bullshit is going on business wise it's not a personal thing so it doesn't affect you know the shows that we do especially on Monday because there is no finance involved with this so you know if I complain on social media about something don't immediately think the worst because I started to see people tonight. Oh, my God, the beginning of the end. This is going to be an interesting show. He's going to put this person on blast, this and that. And, you know, there's only so many times that I could keep writing on social media. Look, it's not what you think. It's not personal, blah, 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 blah. So I just fucking say, you know what? Just say whatever you want. I'll just sit there and just watch you. But I think tonight's show showed everyone, you know. And you know what? I think in a way, probably my co Got a little bit uh, worried that there was going to be a major shift with the shows. Look, I don't want the shows to end in any way, shape, or form. um, But I can't be getting letters like this anymore. So significant changes are being done. But it's mostly business stuff. And I know what some of you are going to say. Oh, why did I make it public again? Because that's my Twitter. And a lot of you out there would talk about issues like that that may come up in your life. And I had every right to talk about it. And it wasn't being told to throw anybody under the bus, but it was me telling it like it is as far as what happened and giving a little advice to people out there. Like, don't underestimate, you know, the power of the computer. When places get automated, there is no excuse. There is no leeway. You're not going to have a computer say, oh, we won't focus on this person because he's so small If a computer figures out an error, they're going to spit out a letter whether you like it or not. And unfortunately, I had to be the first guinea pig to get it. So learn from what I went through. It's not fun. You don't want it. And the situation's still not resolved yet. We don't even know what the end result's going to be. But I know since a lot of you are concerned, I will definitely let you know the outcome the minute I find out. And, um that's pretty much it. So everyone, have a great night. And I hope you all will be on tomorrow night on Discord. This week will be a very lighthearted, easy show. Not many questions. And uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Take care, everyone. Talk to you soon.